Hello, hello, and welcome to the Dad Lab Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. And I'm Andrew. And on today's episode, we've got items from the news desk uh, about Floyd Mayweather returning to fighting. Um, To smoke or not to smoke in San Francisco is the question. And one husband goes to great lengths to get a PS5. Uh, In our Mount Rushmore segment, we're going to go over our celebrity crushes. Um, and then we're, we're going with a new format in our pick your poison segment. We're going to do a live draw of our questions. So we don't have any time to prepare. It's going to be an on the spot reaction. So we've got to pick your poison. We're going to go over our favorite Christmas gifts since we're only a couple weeks away from Christmas. We've got some listener feedback and then in our movie watching review, we're going, we reviewed the, what was it? 96 classic. 96. Uh, Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and a young Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to end it off with some sports talk with the Cowboys playing tomorrow and then finish up with what are we watching and what are we listening to. But before we get started, I'm going to ask everybody to please rate and review us on iTunes and Apple Podcast. Um, all the ratings and the reviews, they really help us. So we appreciate it. Uh, follow us on social media at the dad lab pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at the dad lab pod at gmail.com. So we're back, man. It's been a minute. Been a minute again. Again. Getting longer and longer. Life's getting in the way. I know. It's just crazy. I like this. I like Monday. The sun's still out, which yeah. is, I think is a first. Yeah, it's our first Monday. We're recording uh, on a Monday <laughs> afternoon. We used to be really structured, like every Thursday at 7 o'clock, and now it's like, can you do Monday at like one thirty? <laughs> like, I think I can squeeze in one thirty. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it's weird being <laughs> being recording with the sun, the sun out, but uh, we're doing what we got to do to make a yeah. recording, so... Life's getting in the way. The end of the, I think it's just the end of the year. Like we yeah, got it gets stuff hectic going for everybody. On. But uh, no, it's it's good to be be back and be recording. So uh, what have you been up to in the last ten days? <laughs> Not too much. Um, just the last two days were good. Like yesterday when we had to postpone, we just got to watch some football. We went and got all the Christmas stuff out of the shed, which was an adventure because we put everything in cardboard boxes instead of tubs, which will not make that mistake again because a roach army moved into our shed and like invaded our boxes. So pulling out all the Christmas items, like Claire was hovering over me with a can of Raid and I'd pick something up, shake it off, the roaches off and she'd spray them down. So that was fun. We did that for about 20 minutes, and then we just threw the rest away. Because, you know, we got out the good stuff, and the stuff at the bottom, we just threw it. It was like dead roaches all in there. and Dude, um, it makes my skin grow off. Yeah, it was it was bad. So going totes next year. But we got the Christmas stuff up. We got more lights out. We got the tree up. Um, and then today we kind of got up early um, doing some stuff around the house. And then we went downtown, did some shopping at some antique stores, went to Farm Luck, which is like this really good just – kind of basic sandwich soup and 
Yeah, it's and rap. they they kind of have that like old timey like soda shop. Yeah, for sure. It feels like feel you're like in to the it. like in the fifties, like brick walling inside, and that's a really good spot. I had a good sandwich. We just walked, like I said, we just walked around downtown, hit up a few local shops, and came back and got prepared for this. So the last couple of days were all good. Other than yeah. that, the week sucked because work, you know, is blowing up at work. Like everyone's ordering stuff. So yeah, it's I've your... been working. I've been working like late. I've been literally working from sun up to sundown this past week. So that sucks, but. You know, that's why you work hard to have these days off. Days off are good. Yep. Um, so, like I've been uh, talking about in the previous pods, I've been taking in more playoff, uh, Texas high school playoff football. Um, as I mentioned, my brother's an offensive coordinator. My nephew, his son, he's a backup quarterback for Paris. Um, their season came to an end in the regional final on Saturday against the number one team in the state, Argyle. Uh, they played up in McKinney at McKinney ISD. Uh, and it's, I mean, that's a beautiful facility. I mean, it, it's, it's a beautiful facility. I think the NCAA division two football championship was played there. So it's, it's like another 60, $70 million facility, high school facility, high school facility. Yeah. In contrast, in in contrast, like the week before we played at my alma mater, which is Texas A&M commerce. And that's it, it, it paled in comparison. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a legit college stadium. Yeah, and it was nothing. Yep. Um, I believe it. But they lost. I believe it was like 41-13, something like say that. They kind of got clobbered early on. Yeah, that was an uphill battle. Yeah, they scored on their first offensive play. Uh, it was Oof. like a seventy-yard pass. Mm. But this team has like four or five D one commits, and yeah. you could see on the offensive and defensive line, it wasn't even close. I mean, the athletes and the kids they had were just. I mean, bigger, like grown more, more physical. Looking, yeah. yeah. Um, and they're probably, you know, they're, they're in the state semifinal this week. They're probably going to roll and, and they're probably going to win the whole thing. But yeah, that's like, that's a powerhouse school. Argyle's always like, yeah, yeah. They're, the they're picture. really good. Um, and five and D one players is a lot for a small school. A, that's yeah. a, that's um, a huge accomplishment. But yeah. And you know, that Paris, they finished third in their district. They weren't even supposed to get out of the second round and you know, those kids, they have nothing to, you know, hang their head about. Oh, yeah. It's a great year for them. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. And then Thursday, um, my sister and brother-in-law live out in Eastland, which is a small little 3A town out west, kind of by Abilene. And he does, during the regular season, he does the PA there for the home games. Um, he does the PA announcing. And they played at Globe Life Park, which is the old Ranger Stadium for those who don't know. Um, and he was doing the PA and he was like, Hey man, I need a spotter. Do you want to help? I was like, yeah. (laughs) So we get there early. We get, uh, you know, checked in and we get wristbands, we get field access, uh, passes. So we go down on the field. I got to go in the dugout and walk up the steps. Like I'm walking out like at Ranger stadium, you know, or, you know, playing, playing a baseball game. And it was, it was just, it was really, really cool. Had a lot of great memories there and it's just really odd to see that place turn into a football stadium now. Um, But we get to go up in the booth. um, And our booth that we were in was right, the booth right next to it was Chuck Morgan's booth, who was the voice there at the ballpark. Um, So it was really cool. Um, We got to call a game. The sight lines aren't great because we were basically on the third base side of home plate. Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to like spot, 
you know, usually you're in the middle of the field, so you can spot the yard line, you know, the yardage real easy. Oh, yeah, that's awkward. But, like, it was really awkward and hard, like, trying to give him correct, like, yardage because of our angle. Um, and then, like, I couldn't see in the end zone that we were on. I couldn't see down in the corner. So, there was a play down in that far corner end zone, and I couldn't give a number. I just I had to rely – we had to rely on the on the video replay board. It's just a funky angle from where the PA guy has to call, but you know, I, I, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, but those boys, they lost uh, like sixty three to twenty one or something like that. That team, another team, they were ranked number two in the state. They're probably going to go and win it all. They hung up forty seven in the first half, Jeez. and it was just it wasn't even it wasn't even close. So my high school, my personal high school playoff ties are done. But we've talked about going to the small school state championships there at AT AT&T here in a couple of weeks. Um, And then because of 2020 and COVID and everything, the big schools, 5 and 6A, they're just now starting playoffs this week will be their their beginning of their playoffs. So I know our high school where we went, Red Oak, they've got a game in Red Oak. You know, we talked about going to that. So that'll be fun. And then we'll get get a chance to go to AT&T here in about a month or so and go to those yeah, big school championship absolutely like to go to that one um but yeah other than that just you know work and we decorated for christmas as well um got the tree out no bugs thankfully um yeah and just been hanging out and doing the football thing and yeah but it's it's good to get back into this and get back into a little routine and and I, like I, i've mentioned before this is probably one of my favorite activities I love the podcast. I love, you know, doing this, getting to meet up and and do this. So, um, with that, let's get into the news desk. That you talking about? And on the our first uh, our first story here, um, the headline reads: Floyd Mayweather will box YouTuber Logan Paul in February, and. As we, I'm sure you probably saw, his brother, um, Jake Paul, fought um, Nate Robinson last yeah. weekend and starched him. <clears throat> he starched him pretty bad. Um, and these Paul brothers, they'll do anything for publicity. Oh, yeah, they're definitely publicity whores. And Logan Paul, he fought another YouTuber, KSI, last year, and it was a, it was a, it was ridiculous. And fighting these YouTubers and fighting a, a retired athlete who's about four or five inches shorter than you, that's one thing. But you're fighting Floyd Mayweather, who's undefeated a professional. Like, this is another... Yeah, I'm sure you're going to get a good payday, but you may get starched yourself. I don't know. I think it's a win-win for him because... Oh, sure. No one expects him to beat the guy. So if he gets a couple good hits in, it'd be like, you you know, you got a clean shot on Floyd Mayweather... Um, if he loses, everyone's going to say, well, yeah, he lost. Floyd Mayweather's undefeated. You should have lost. So it really is like a win-win for him because he's either going to get a chance to – I don't think he's going to knock him out because Floyd Wade – that's how Mayweather like made his name was being like he's so smooth and defensive. And, and defensive and not being able to touch him. But it just takes one clean shot to the you know to the jaw to really rock him. And these boys, I mean, the, the – the oh, they're Paul serious. Boys, they're they, serious. They took it serious when they trained. And I could training, tell. Um, and they're big. You know, yeah, think, they are. I mean, they're pieces of shit, but they're pretty strong, and you could tell they took it serious. They, like, trained for this, and, um, you know, they got some moves, so yeah. I so, hope he gets knocked out personally. 
So the article reads, so do I. The article reads, the announcement comes one week after Paul's brother, Jake Paul, knocked out former NBA player Nate Robinson, and he turned him into a meme. Like, oh, did yeah. you see all the I saw the one you memes? posted about him, like, for, like, Mattress Giant or yeah, something. Yeah, he's, he's knocked on. out sleeping. <laughs> Uh, Logan Paul has fought before. He twice fought vlogger and rapper uh, KSI uh, with the first bout ending in a draw and the second with KSI's victory over Paul. So I I, I thought he beat KSI. Yeah, and see, you're, you're going from fighting a vlogger to an undefeated champion. So it's a big step up for him. But, hey, he's going to make a lot of money. Floyd's, and Floyd's not the kind of guy who's going to, like, viciously beat you down. He's going to, like, wear you down, like... You know, with him just working the ring and not, and then you're going to, you know, the cardio is going to go and then he might just. He's going to use decision. the sweet science and just use that. Yeah, use all that experience. The only, the only pay-per-view I ever bought of boxing was the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Mm, and, yeah. you know, McGregor fought him good, but you could just tell he Mayweather knew him. what he to do. Yeah, he yeah. knew just to wait him out, let him get his punches in, let him try to hit you and just dodge it all and then just, you know, go in for a little uh dinks and right in the ribs or whatever you know just wear him down over time like that's just what he does yeah uh mayweather who was undefeated in his career with a record of 50 and i was considered one of boxing's all-time greats he retired in 2017 after defeating conor mcgregor a fight that forbes estimated generated more than 550 million dollars in revenue mayweather earned a reported 275 million uh a sum generated both from his roles as a fighter and a promoter uh, and then he's got a quote from Mayweather. As of right now, I'm doing uh, exhibitions. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure that I'll fight. Uh, that I'm not fighting against any boxer anymore. Uh, he announced in 2019 he was coming out of retirement in 2020. And that's the end of the uh, that's the end of the article. Is, is it gonna be like through a, what was it Triller that set up this last one? Because they were saying you know this made some money, so there's kind of like a market for like retired fighters well, or like reality stars fighting. Like you know, people would pay to see it. Yeah, especially this YouTube market. I mean, people are gonna pay to see that. Um, and you know, I think like I think Jake Paul has like 30 million subscribers on YouTube, and Logan may have somewhere close to that. I don't know the numbers, but I mean that right there. Yeah, because if every one of his, even just half of them buy it, yeah. that's 15 million people spending $50. And I mean, I'm not going to do the math because I'm they stupid. They put out the pricing. Um, Hold on. I've got they put out the pricing. <laughs> so the bout will be available via pay-per-view according yep. to the events website. The one, the first million purchases will cost twenty four ninety nine, increasing to thirty nine ninety nine. Once that is reached on December 29th, the price jumps from fifty nine ninety nine and then to sixty nine ninety nine on February 11th. Okay, so they're gonna fight on February twentieth. So, so if you get in the first million, it's twenty five bucks to buy early. Yeah. So I was gonna say it goes from twenty five <clears throat> to seventy. Like yeah. at that point, I'll just there's gonna listen be a, to the dad lab for the recap. There's gonna be a stream. Oh yeah, there always, always is. is. Yeah, Alex will have the link. Yeah, shout out Alex. Uh, so <laughs> you, you guys know cards, Alex buddy. is. Um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I think in this last fight, uh, Jake Paul, Jake Paul and uh, Nate Robinson each got 600k each, and that's not including the the back end of the pay per view. That's just that's just straight up what they just got. To show up, they got that much. And then I think Tyson got ten, and Roy Jones got three million, ten million and three million. Holy shit! Plus, Tyson got ten million for that fight, or seven? Maybe it equaled ten. Maybe it was like seven Still and three. Do. And 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 that's not including the back end. 
And then there were some other guys could... on the lower on the card, and it you know it, it scales down from oh, there. Oh, there was other people. Yeah, on the there card. was other people on. the I card. I didn't know that. I thought it was just two fights. No, there was other people on the card. But I mean, if everyone could chip in, like if you can get a couple buds to come over, it ain't that bad. If you could each chip in fifteen, twenty bucks to watch it. No, no. Then then I could see how that's what we did with that last fight. I had my brother in law and all them come over, and that's how we watched it. And I remember that was a good time though. I mean, watching a fight, everyone, you know, it's fun because it's like. All day anticipation, you like grill, you know, you start drinking, getting ready for the fight. So who's the last person Connor Who's the last person Connor fought in MMA? Because that's the last one I bought. Me and my brother went in. It was Connor Khabib. Maybe. Because he kicked his ass, didn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. I don't know. I don't wanna I don't wanna Yeah, uh, I'm not like deep into the MMA where I can just like reel these off. Me neither. My brother is and I'll watch big fights. You know, like I'll watch Connor. You know, I like Khabib, and he just retired too, which sucks. Because I was just I, any guy that wrestles a bear as a child is like I'm a fan of his. Oh, for sure. And so he was, I was immediately was like drawn to that guy, thinking he was cool. And then he, I guess he just retired, but he retired undefeated, which is I think that's just what people do now. It's like, oh, now he's gonna come out of retirement and get a huge paycheck. So it's like, yeah, I'll come back at retirement and fight this guy for X amount of dollars. Which is smart. I mean, oh, you yeah, only absolutely. have that limited window. <laughs> that's why, you know, that's why Whataburger has the all time menu. You right. want the Chop House right. Cheddar Burger? You better come and get it That's now because right. it'll go back away. All right. So uh, let's move on to our next story. Andrew's got our next story. Next story comes from AP News. Of course, it's in San Francisco because they're saying how cigarette smoking is bad, but you can smoke weed inside. Uh, city officials in San Francisco have banned all tobacco smoking inside apartments, citing concerns about secondhand smoke. But light up a joint inside? That's still allowed. The Board of Supervisors voted 10 to 1 Tuesday to approve the ordinance making San Francisco the largest city in the country to ban tobacco smoking inside apartments, the San Francisco Chronicle reported. The original proposed uh, sought to ban residents from smoking marijuana in their apartments, but supervisors voted to exclude marijuana after cannabis activists said the law would take away their only legal place to smoke. It's illegal under state law to smoke cannabis in public places. Which is true. I mean, like... You got a car. We all smoked in a car, though. <clears throat> yeah, but that's more risky. I mean, a cop rolls up on you. Oh, and... yeah. Especially if you're like, all right, now let's go dry like we used to the other time. Yeah. Dude, we were so stupid. We would just drive down to the park just to smoke and then drive back. So we'd have a pipe with us. And I'd be like, how many times we did that and, like, didn't get caught? Didn't even think about it. I was like, I would have been fucked. So I would have been driving under the influence mm-hmm. of a controlled suspect's um, it would have been paraphernalia. I was like, I would have went to fucking jail, yep. you know, and had Depending to get like cop. a legit lawyer. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Smoking in your car is so risky and that's what we had to, that's now, what we did for I want to bring up a question and you may read it or scan the article and find it, but I'm guessing they're talking about apartments that are leased or rented. Because certainly uh, if you buy your apartment, they're not going to, I'm not going to allow anybody to tell me if I want to smoke a cigarette yeah, in yeah. here. Oh yeah, so I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm it's sure it's leases. someone like a landlord. Yeah, all came together and passed this because you know smoking causes damage. Like my grandpa smoked forever. And oh, their for walls sure. Were, like yellow. yellow. And, yeah, from the nicotine. You know, yeah, yeah. And you could see like you know. So I could get it. I think it would because yeah, this is my house. That's like someone coming in saying you can't drink a Dr Pepper in your house. I guess that's a weird comparison, but well, no, but I get the it's, sentiment. It's, yeah, it's, it's them saying you know, like you're right. Like if it's my house, uh, and I'm pretty much can do whatever I want here. That's if I want to paint these walls yellow i'm gonna do it but no and i i agree i mean i grew up in a house that had smokers in it like and you smell like it your clothes smell like it everything smells like it you know and we used to smoke you know in weed and apartments that we lived in and 
you could air that bitch out in 20 minutes. Open the door, like a day like this, nice day, just mm-hmm. open both doors, open windows, and it would air out, and you could go and come back and would never be able to tell. Leave an incense burning. That was a classic, yeah. like everyone had stoner an incense holder. Yeah, that was yeah. the ultimate stoner move. No candles, no, bro. I got these incense. They're going to blow you away. Check it out, man. <laughs> like that's when you know you walk into a buddy's house, you'd be like, smells like incense. Oh, you already smokes. know. Yep. Especially if it was like their parents. You're like, yeah, they got cool parents. Yep. So it's uh, unlike tobacco smokers who could still who could still leave their apartments to step out on the curb or smoke in their permitted outdoor smoking areas. Cannabis users would have no such legal alternatives, said Supervisors Raphael Mandelman, who wrote the amendment to exempt cannabis. San Francisco now joins 63 California cities and counties with such a ban. Those against the ban argue that it infringed on their rights inside of their homes. Supporters said that it's important to protect the health of non-smokers, particularly low-income residents who live in dense apartment buildings. Cigarette smoking kills more than 480,000 people per year in the United States. Yeah, that's a sobering fact. Including more than 41,000 deaths caused by exposure to secondhand smoke. According to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, the, part, the Department of Public Health will be responsible for enforcing the new law. Under the ordinance, the department must first try to educate violators and help smokers quit. Repeat offenders could be fined $1,000 a day but cannot be evicted for smoking violation. Yeah, you just be... They'll just drain your account until you got to move, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yep. The ordinance must pass a second vote of the board next week, and the mayor will sign it. Once that once that happens, the new law would go into effect 30 days later. So seems like it's going to get passed, but you know, more of the story is weed good, cigarettes bad. Which we already knew. Yeah, I've known for a long time. Just, you know, it's hard to kick it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, so our next story, <clears throat> the uh, headline reads, Woman sells husband's PlayStation 5 after she discovers it's not an air purifier. <laughs> this comes from uh, Fox 13 Tampa Bay, <clears throat> and the story uh, is out of uh, Taipei, Taiwan. It reads, a Taiwanese man who attempted to convince his wife that his PlayStation 5 was an air purifier was reportedly forced to sell the device after she, sh- she discovered the ruse. <laughs> Jin Wu posted on Facebook that he had purchased the gaming console secondhand. The PS5 has been highly coveted since its release last month. Wu said the reseller he spoke with turned out to be the wife of the original owner, according to his translated social media post. Wu wrote that the price was extremely affordable, especially considering the console had been sold out in most stores and the woman was eager to sell it to him sounds like it fell off a truck <laughs> when he went to pick up the playstation he met with a woman's husband who explained that he was forced to sell the gaming console after his wife realized it was not an air purifier as he had told her <laughs> Wu said the man seemed bitter well yeah he was <laughs> his plan didn't work dude I re- he probably was like thinking all these games i'm gonna play and i'm gonna have such a good time <laughs> dude the links that he went I, I I have to respect him. Yeah, he should. You know, you know, he's not lying about a mistress. He's not lying about being yeah, at a bar. He just wants to play. Some he video just games. wants to play some video games. He didn't really think this one out though, because an air purifier. You think she's gonna want to turn that on or <laughs> something? Like, there's gonna be something like like that correlates to an air purifier. 
Maybe he just her, saw the shape of it. The shape of it, like, babe, it's a new router. Should have told her. Yeah, I was gonna say, tell her it's a big because it kind of stands. Yeah. I was like, tell her it's a Wi-Fi router. That's exactly where I was going. It's a new router, babe. An air purifier. He he must have just panicked and came up with that because I don't see how Maybe that. Maybe he's been gonna, hanging out in San Francisco in an apartment. <laughs> and came up with that hanging idea. Hanging out in somebody's apartment, in San Francisco, because I don't see the long game of saying it's an air purifier. Uh, okay, so that was a little funny one, and then um, our last one, and I'm I don't know if everybody's seen this, but they should because it hit national news edinburgh high school player facing assault charge for knocking over ref and the team removed from texas football playoffs uh this is from espn uh a texas high school football team has been removed from the playoffs as one of its players faces assault charge for running onto the field and knocking down a referee did you see the video i did it was one of the wildest scenes you could see as he was running out the coaches were going with him like they knew he was a hothead and he was about to do something stupid well you know and with the high school camera work it's always kind of they don't always get the pan and the zoom right you know so you see the referee he's making the call he calls the ejection and and they're zoomed in on the ref and then they zoom out and then all of a sudden you see coaches running onto the field and then from the right and then from the left you see this just blue blur and they're, they they're trying to catch him before yeah. it looks like they're trying to get to him before he gets, they're trying and to he intervene just destroys yeah, this he, referee it it, it this, the article mentioned a body slam, but it wasn't body. It's like running full speed, full speed, and then just cross checking him. Like you know, I'm sure he just he just bulldozed him. He didn't open tackle him. He just hit him so hard. But that'd be like whiplash, and that can lead to a concussion. So the kid, the kid is he's a big kid. He was the District 31 6A Defensive Player of the yeah, Year. Yeah, I saw that. That I mean, he could have. Who knows? He might have had scholarships to at least go to like a small school. Well, they're gone. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. But it's like if you're any if you're any school in Texas and you're the, the district, whatever six A, well, it's, it's big boy, the biggest you can get offense, defensive player of the year. Like you're gonna get some offers, and now he's fucking in jail. So he, getting fucked in jail. Who knows? He's also uh, the kicker and the punter, and he was an all state wrestler as well. Um, so let's see. He, whatever his punishment is, you know, it might be X amount of this, but he's going to get like an anger management class. Oh, sure. That's that, that'll be normal. part of it. That's, yeah, that's going to be the main part is like, in my, know. and my hope is, is that somebody, a coach or, Hey, we're doing this live. We got a, a little Ellie interruption. Not a big deal. Oh, I don't want her to cry. They're supposed to be gone. <laughs> Get out of here. They had shit they're going to do today, and I guess they changed All right. Doing yeah. it. She's adorable. She she just wanted to stick her head in. She's grinning from ear to ear, and she's just upset because Claire took her away. <laughs> but um, trouble. She's probably getting a cookie right now to soothe her. Uh, where I lost where I was. Uh, on Thursday, Edinburgh High School senior defensive lineman Emmanuel Duran slammed into referee Fred Garcia. Or I'm sure that's Garcia. Maybe it's Gracia. They spell it Gracia. Maybe it's Garcia. I don't know. <laughs> Announced uh, Duran had been ejected from the game. According to the monitor of McAllen, Duran was ejected after he received a back-to-back unsportsmanlike conduct penalties when he shoved an opposing offensive lineman to the ground Damn. and attempted to tackle the quarterback after the whistle had blown the play dead and exchanged words with the 58-year-old Gracia. On Friday, Duran, who was escorted from the stadium by police officers charged with a Class A assault. Yep, that's... Felony. Uh, he posted ten thousand dollar his ten thousand dollar bond and released from jail Friday. Um, I know who's not mad about this. The old, team, the fourth place team who got in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I was in old Bill Romanowski. Yeah, 
somewhere looking yeah. down, he's going, give me that guy on my team. So what I don't agree with here is taking the whole team out of the playoffs. Yeah. But I was talking to <clears throat> my brother-in-law, and his dad is a coach, um, is a football coach, and he's saying basically what he thought and kind of the – the talk amongst the coaches there were the UI, the UIL's thinking was that if you can't control this player, how can we trust that you can control the rest of your team? Yeah, but, but he's my, been shown the trades. If he got back-to-back unsportsmanlike, I think he just has issues. It's not like the whole team would be like that. Yeah, and my thing is, like, does this team have any other track records of this? Yeah. Do any of these other kids? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, there's been, if he's the only one that's acted like this all year, then... That's your track record right there is it's been a clean team all year up until this one incident. Um, and they have like 40-something seniors. And I just feel bad for those kids. Well, yeah, because you won the game and you thought, man, that was crazy. But, hey, next week's a new game. You know, let's focus on that. And then they're like, oh, sorry. Now y'all – y'all, you're, and some of these guys will never play again. So it's like, yeah, it's over. Yeah, so a lot and, of these kids won't. I mean, I don't know how good they were as a team, but they might have had a you know shot yeah. at state. I have no clue, but I mean, they were a playoff team. Yeah, um, but yeah, so that was just one of the craziest videos yeah. I've ever seen. And like you said, national news. I saw it on Yahoo. Yeah, on it, was, front page. it was crazy. Uh, Texas football, high school football, is serious, man. No, I, I've you know <laughs> they I've don't spent, fucking play. I've spent the last month going to going to games, and it's been really fun. It, and it's just on another level. Uh, my brother-in-law introduced me to this app it's by i think fox sports southwest makes it but it's called football friday and it's a way you can keep up with like every team in the state all the results standings all that but like in the game like you can each game you can you can click on it and go into it and there's a chat function to this app Mm. so each game has its own thread and I've thought I've seen some like vile like oh, corners of the internet like this thing, and they're probably like the parents. They're or, like adults. the right, yeah, they're adults, they're adults. Of, that are doing it. Oh yeah, I bet Dude, it's, it's. I bet it's, it's worse dark. than a 2005 Call of Duty like Xbox Live <laughs> lobby. Like it Pretty is, bad. it is bad, dude. Like, but I'm addicted to it. Like. I'm a di- I can't stop reading all this stuff because I'm like, oh, some of these people's whole identities are wrapped up around a group of like 15 to 17 year old boys. Reminds me of uh, the dads off of like Varsity Blues. Yeah. Where like they're living their lives vicariously yeah. through their children. And I'm not even sure some of these people have kids on the team. Oh, well, that's just weird then. Dude, it's. it's You got to have a kid on the team to I've like I've got to show you. This. When we cut, I'll show you some of the stuff that comes out of this message just board. A bunch of madness. It's unreal, dude. Um, uh, anyway, but with that, let's, uh, let's move on to our Mount Rushmore. And like I mentioned in the opening, we are doing celebrity crushes this week. Um, I've got one honorable mention. I've got my four. Um, this one was kind of hard. That's what she said. <laughs> I see what you did there. So I'm going to start out. I'll start first. Uh, and then we can switch off. Um, uh, my first one is a bit of an unknown. To most people, uh, but it's an actress by the name of Portia Doubleday, and she was in the television series Mr. Robot, and she is just super sexy, super fine. Super fine. She's got, I don't know, like these big, just like beautiful eyes that like yeah. just stand That's out. That's the first thing you notice for her. She really does have like big, beautiful eyes. Yeah. She's super hot. If nobody's seen Mr. Robot, go watch Mr. Robot. It's a great show. 
and she's very pretty. I yep. agree. Yep. <laughs> All right. What's uh, what's your first one? <clears throat> My first one was someone that you tried creeping on after I brought it up, and that's Amanda Seyfried. Well, I've I had a remember. crush on her since high school. Yeah, and I'm like. I couldn't remember her name. Then you don't deserve her, that's man. True. Uh, that's true. I remember she was, the first time I saw her, she was on that show, Me- or that movie Mean Girls. Yeah. And everyone was all about Lindsay Lohan and everyone else in that, and I was like, I was about that dumb girl. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that was my kind of girl, I guess. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. And she's been, she's, she's made a lot of good movies since then. Um, I'm trying to think of that one that she made. She actually portrayed a, the porn star. I just can't remember. Like Linda Loveless. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the movie was called Loveless. And that was cool because, you know, got like extra benefits of that movie. Um, but yeah, she's just, I think she's at the point now where she like picks and chooses her own roles. So you don't see her as much anymore. But, um. And she, they, she actually kind of looks like Portia Doubleday. I think that's why we made that connection. Yeah, yeah. That's like our style, I guess, is that kind of woman. But that would be my, I think that'd actually be like my number one. Like, I thought about this, like, could I live my life with her? I was like, <laughs> I think I could live a happy life. So that would probably be my number one. All right. Um, my second one, uh, Jessica Alba. An oldie, classic. oldie but a goodie. Classic. Oldie but a goodie. She's super hot. Uh, I'm trying to think some of the movies she's been in. Uh, maybe Honey. Was that one where yeah, she was like a dancer? Um, and um, what was it called? Um, she had a TV show. Sin City. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. Sin City, she was oh, like a dancer. So was that was pretty good. Uh, there was one called like, it wasn't Into the Blue? Yep. With Paul Walker, mm-hmm. we mentioned. She's she just bad. in a swimsuit the whole time. Yep. So she's just like eye candy, but um, again, she's been she's doing so much now that she kind of picks and chooses mm-hmm. her own stuff. So that's why you don't see him as much. Like we said before, but yeah, she's been in here for 20 years and she still looks like she could play a college student. Yep. You know? That's right. <clears throat> what about what's that your me? second one? Second one, uh, not to get too political, but this one's an elected official and that's Alexandria Acosta-Cortez, AOC. Okay. All right. I think she's pretty and that is a strong, strong woman. Okay. That would, I mean, I'd be like the house, you know, I'd be like Mr. Mom there. I'd, let, I'd make her lunch every day, see her out the door. Stay home, let my woman write them legislations, pass some bills. Okay. And just right. live my life. You not agree on that one. I know. Not my cup of tea. Well, I do. She's not my and I agree with a lot of stuff she says and, and it's nothing political or anything. I, I hate getting into that, but no, she's got horse face a little bit to me. Well, maybe it's the chomp, maybe it's the teeth. I don't know. So you think I should just remove her teeth and give her a shot? <laughs> remove her teeth. Just she'd be a gummer. I wouldn't talk as much, but uh, <laughs> no. Added benefit. I, I, I like her. Um, I think she's a badass. Okay. And hey. mine's, mine's a very like mixed list. So yeah, It's your list. It's my I, list. I've probably Damn got right. one on here. You're going to be like, what? <laughs> There's got to be one where it's like, trust me, it's like something about her. It's like yeah, something special. Yeah, for real. Yeah, no, no. Because I got a couple on here you're, that are really going to kind of turn your head. Okay. All right. So my third one is Eliza Dushku. She was in uh, Bring It On, and she's been... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Yeah. She's, she's like kind of like the rebel. Like, yeah. She's like the bad girl. Yeah, the bad sometimes. girl. Yeah. She was hot. She made an appearance in... Uh, she made a guest appearance in the league. She's been in tons of stuff. Um, and what was her name again? Because... Eliza because when you first said I thought you were going to go, Eliza Minnelli. <laughs> I was like, Liza Minnelli? That's where I was going to turn my head at you. But okay. No, no. I know exactly what you're talking about now. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah she no. Is. She's just she's always kind of been super hot to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's just super hot. 
super hot. Can't argue. That's, I think that's the theme of this list, though. Is, yeah. Uh, my next one, and I can't, I don't know how to say her last name right, but it's Lapita Nwangi. Hmm, I don't even that, know who that is. Oh, she's a beautiful piece of dark chocolate. She was in um, <laughs> Us. You know, the movie Us. Uh, I saw her in um, Little Monsters, which is that movie I watched last month or uh, in October. That was the Australian, like, zombie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I mean, if you you would see her on, like, of uh, um, covers of magazine stuff. Let me pull up live look right here. So I'm going to keep talking as I work and try to pull up a picture just so you can see. Uh, yeah, I just want to, yeah, let me lace my eyes on her. Because, like I said, this is a very diverse list, and she's really pretty, and I can't say her last name. Here it is. Let me see. Let me see this. Uh, okay. Yeah. Still don't know how to say her last name, though, but, I mean, it's No, Lupita. good luck with that. Uh, no, she's, she's Afri- obviously no, she's African. Beautiful. And like I said, and see, she can rock. She can rock the short hair. She yeah, I like short hair. That's, hair. A, that's a thing I've had for a long time. It's like short hair. You know, she kind of gives me vibes of. Um, oh man, oh, I, I can't think today. Oh jeez. Yeah, jeez. Um, and she plays. Yeah, uh, she plays Michonne on The Walking Dead. Um, oh, I don't she know. was in Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she kind of gives off those vibes. They look. Uh, you know, they look similar. What, like, you mean like black? Oh, God. <laughs> That's Jeez. the similarity. I'm just fucking with you. No, it's because they all look alike, right? <laughs> They're very pretty, though, yeah. No, no. Um, no, she's very pretty. Um, so my fourth one, and this is probably going to be... All right, here it is. My head turner, but I have reasonings. <laughs> Rachel Ray. <laughs> Dude, something about her. I mean, like, she's... Wholesome and keep you well fed. Dude, she can rich. She's got money. I haven't seen her from the back, but I've got to think she's cheeked up a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's thick thighs. Yeah, I just... She's got a really pretty smile, too. Like, when she smiles, it's very wholesome. Give me some biscuits and gravy and just... You dirty you dog. Know, just feed it to me in bed. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy in bed. I'll take. I'll take <laughs> care. Nice. I'll take care of the dogs. You That's go. what I'm saying. On all these situations, like I'm the stay at home dad because they're the money makers. So yeah. I'll stay at home with the dogs. I'll make you biscuits and gravy and you, you do. You just boo. go to work and bring home the money. Yeah. That's I how mean, I see all these situations. I don't know. Like, Rachel, she just seems like you could bring her home to the parents. She's oh, not going to yeah, embarrass you. Yeah, my mom would love you. Rachel Ray. Yeah. yeah. She ain't going to cheat on you. No. That's a, that's a good woman's going to stick no. by her side. I, I get you that. I get that pick. Okay. All right. Cool. Mine's right. way more bougie than that. Um, <laughs> my last one. And again, another, like, diverse group because she's from South Africa. Um, Charlize Theron. And I mean, she's just looking better now. I think now than she did twenty years ago. Like she's just a natural beauty. She's in all those commercials for like perfume and all these. She is fantastic. She is, and like Mad Max again, that short hair, dude. And then she could play some. Was she in Monster? Yeah, she was the lead role. In that. Yeah, yeah. So she, she could, and she still looks. Well, uh, she doesn't look good, but it's like you could tell under all that she's hot. She could uggo it up. You know, she's a great actress. She's super hot. She's very hot. And like I, I said, like I, 20. I see. And she's like close to her 50s now. I don't yeah. care. She's still a babe. Yeah. Uh, so my honorable mention, and this one may be a head turner to, to um, Kelly Clarkson. Okay. Ever I'm going since, off that Rachel Ray. Dude, ever since American Idol season one, I thought she was hot back then. And then she's like, uh, she kind of yo-yos with her weight. 
and I, I like them. I like them a little thicker. So I don't mind a Rachel Ray. I don't mind Kelly Clarkson. Hey, babe. Hey, gain some weight. Hey, babe. Hey, <laughs> smooth talking. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. Like, have you ever gotten like like super skinny girl? It's like trying to hug like a. Probably, yeah, bones like a, just pop like a pillowcase full you. of deer antlers or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just I don't know. No, Kelly Clark, she's always she's always been she's always been really pretty to me. And then you know you've got the classics. I mean, I always thought Britney Spears was hot back in the day. Oh yeah, I had a Britney Spears poster over my bed actually, which is creepy, but. Hey man, puberty was a wild time. <laughs> it was confusing. <laughs> the late nineties, early two thousands were like a jungle. And then you talk about some oldies that still have the fastball. Uh, it's crazy to me that um, Jennifer Aniston's like fifty. Oh yeah, I was thinking and, real old because I got someone on my list and, that's and, way and older than that. Selma Hayek is like in her mid fifties, and she's way got her fastball. I could we could make a list of of like fifty and up. Yeah, because I had Marissa Taomi. Ooh. Would be on my list. Yeah. Uh, Sandra Bullock, uh, Shania Twain. Shania Twain. We talked about. Uh, here's another one I had on my honorable mention. I'll go ahead and mention it was Lisa Loeb. Remember the singer? She had yeah. the glasses. Mm-hmm. I think that's where I've and I've been wearing glasses my whole life. You know, not by choice. So I was like, I think she made like glasses to me like hot as a kid. And I remember that watching that video of her just walking around the apartment. She turned the radio on. She turned the radio off, and she had me right then. Been a fan of hers since then, so that was one of my honorable mentions. And are you done with your honorable? You may just bust through mine real quick. Yeah, I don't have any more. I had too many. The other one I had was a uh, Kelly McDonald. She was from Boardwalk Empire. She was Nookie's wife, and she's just like oh, again yeah, like yeah, naturally yeah. pretty. And to me, the sexiest accent in the world. Obviously, I'm just talking women here. I'm not like <laughs> so. For me, the sexiest woman accent is an Irish accent, uh-huh. and she's like, you know, she's yeah. from Ireland. So I just loved her accent, and she's just so pretty, and she had like the best little smile and dimple. So I always had a huge crush on Kelly McDonald. Speaking of that, really wholesome a chick I found attractive was a with an accent was Adele. Yeah, but she was a little thicker. Yeah, she's lost. Dude, a lot of she too. doesn't look to me. She doesn't look good. Like she she, she went, she too, went far. too far. She went too far. Yeah. But she's dating like a like a rapper now. I was gonna say because I know she got divorced. Lots of times when you get like a big breakup like that, like people just transform their bodies. No, it's like she's revenge. she's back. She's dating a like she's dating a rapper. You I don't know, know he if probably he's... likes her a little thick. No, she's she went too far the other way. I know it's not right. All right, last one too because we talked old and I I seriously had to debate between which of these seventy plus years old women I wanted. It was between Meryl Streep who is still really classy and pretty. And then the one that I had to go with, because I've been telling Claire for years, like, this was my girl, and that's Diane Keaton. I've had a crush on Diane Keaton Keaton since I... Like, I saw her as, like, some, like... Like a pretty older mom growing up, and I was like, she's really pretty. Like first wives club, we were watching that with like my mom with oh, like God. Goldie Hawn and Bette Midler, and I was like, I like that one right there. She has glasses like me, you know. She has this and this, and so ever since like that was probably like my first celebrity crush was Diane Keaton. You know, one that I was surprised that didn't make I, I either one of our lists. I had two more actually because I was go ahead and say it. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. I was gonna say I was gonna say Margot Robbie. Oh, Margot Robbie is hot. And I always had a crush on uh, Naomi Watts. Mm. Just blondes, I guess. Which one? Uh... So I was like, man, I should probably stop writing these down because I don't want my wife to see this list and it's like a full page long. Why but not? they're very all wholesome and just like naturally pretty as well. Why not a writer? I always thought why not a writer yeah. was hot. Seeing all these women, dude, they're like 
40s and 50s. So yeah. I'm glad we're not like, let's see, is she 18 yet? Because then I'd be like, this is getting a little creepy. I think the average age of my list is like probably in their mid 40s. Probably, yeah. You know, so yeah. that that's good. I'm glad we didn't go full creep because if I would have been looking at you sideways. <laughs> so it's a good All list, right. very wholesome, very just like naturally pretty. And like I said, they're the breadwinners. So if uh, any of you guys want to send in your celebrity Oh, yeah, crushes, don't. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. I told you about my Diane Keaton crush. So this y'all is a tree share. of trust. Tree of trust. I want to hear honest opinions. Uh, you can send it in at the Dad Lab Pod on Instagram and Twitter, or you can email us at the Dad Lab Pod at gmail.com. Send us in uh, your Mount Rushmore celebrity crushes. We'd love to hear them. And with that, we are moving on to our Pick Your Poison segment, and we're doing it a different uh we're doing it differently we are going to draw live we have a big fish bowl here with i don't know there's probably there's a hundred i cut up three sheets yeah and we've got more to cut up but we're gonna pick it live we're gonna bill o'reilly fuck it fuck it we're doing it live (laughs) and that way we get instant reaction instant reaction so you want to do the honors this week i'll go first all right here it is here we go would you rather lose all of your memories from birth to now or lose your ability to make new long-term memories? Oh. I think I already know. I'd rather lose from birth till now. Because right now I want to remember these things because I got a kid, you know? Right, but you're going to you're, you're gonna forget your parents, all the experiences you had growing up. I didn't have a great time growing up my parents my parents dropped me off at my grandparents house and then went to disney world when i was a kid jesus yeah i still give them shit for that so but you're gonna forget ellie being <laughs> born getting married all yeah but that, i'll create new memories all that fun time with with uh claire before you know i know but i i really think i don't know because i guess i could still have pictures and i just wouldn't remember those pictures but i'd be like who who's that you know where would be we? like having amnesia yeah but it'd be like I'm cured of it now, so going forward, it's like going forward, we're all good. I can create these new things, and I would lose three years of Elizabeth's memory, but I would hopefully have the rest of my life to create all this new stuff. Yeah, and same I, with same with Claire. Yeah, I think I'd I'd go that route too. Because we got kids, you got to think yeah. like I want to be able to remember these things that I do with them. Like there's certain times where you're at places where I just, you know, you really realize like this is like a special moment. Like I should probably just like take like some mental pictures and look around and like really like soak this in. Yeah. You know, if you're like on a vacation somewhere and y'all go somewhere nice, it's like, I'm never going to be here again. Let me just really soak this in. Whereas I don't think I appreciated that much growing up. I just always figured we're just always going to be doing all this shit and doing something new and different. And then you're like, I mean, there's people where you're like, I haven't seen that guy in 20 years and never knew, you know, one day it came and you just wouldn't hang out with somebody again ever yep. again. So all that would be gone. All your old friendships. But, um, I don't know. I, I think I, I like only having like five people in my life that I interact with on a face-to-face basis. True. Yeah. No, I, I'm probably leaning that way too because there's just, there's going to be so many good things yeah. uh, that are coming up, you know, as far as fatherhood goes and, and being a husband. Like, so yeah. And I didn't have, uh, I didn't have the greatest time growing up either. Uh, so yeah, let's just scrap all that. I guess it would be like, you're learning all this stuff new. <clears> so when your kid wants to play catch, you'd be like, what is catch? Like, <laughs> can you show me? So like, it's like, you're going to have to learn these things. Cause it's like, you'll remember playing with your dad. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't remember like when your state championship, you'd be looking at this ring. Like, this is a pretty fucking cool ring. Like what happened here? Well, man, that's a downer. <laughs> let's move on. Oh, sorry. I thought that was a bright spot. <laughs> no, no, no. That is, but like, <clears throat> That decision is just like, 
ah, I wouldn't want to make that decision. Yeah, I want to keep all my memories. That's why you're picking, picking your poison. poison. I know. That's, that's right. why it's it's got to be tough. But I would rather create new ones because, you know, now I have my own family and I want right. to be able to remember these things right. with them. Right. All right. Uh, so since we are in the Christmas season, let's talk about some of our all-time favorite Christmas gifts. Mm. Um, After we just established, we didn't have the best childhood. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. We both had good childhoods. No, yeah. But it's not like I, mean, I ever came downstairs and there was like a fucking horse that didn't sound right uh <laughs> a big gift waiting for me uh so i remember just the biggest gifts i ever got I remember, of course one year i got a bike under the tree so that was awesome because you could immediately you know, like dad would assemble it like the night before so it's ready to roll right then um and my birthday is like in november so i can't remember if it was christmas or birth or, or birthday or christmas for some of these but one year I did get the Nintendo 64. I'm guessing it was like 97 or 98. Could have been 96 when it came out, but I doubt it. It was probably 90 the year after. But getting that was huge because, you know, all your all your buddies had it. And um, the only downside in this was like, you know, me just complaining just to complain as a child. But So I got my Nintendo 64 and my dad took me up to the Walmart here in town to like pick out a game. And, of course, the only game you ever wanted back then was GoldenEye. You know, that's what everybody played. You had yeah. to play GoldenEye. Well, they were sold out, and it wasn't like I could just order it online or I could just go to the a Best Buy. Like, that was it, you know? You know, that was almost 25 years ago. That was the only store in town that would sell that. So I couldn't get GoldenEye, and I had to settle for Mission Impossible, which doesn't sound that bad until... Because I didn't know. I just thought it... You know, I read... I thought it was cool. I didn't know what it was because I was, like, 10 at the time. It turns out Mission Impossible is a very stealthy, very, like... Compared to GoldenEye, lame game because you know I don't I just don't like those games. I want to go in like guns blazing, yeah. like I'm a total cowboy when it comes to these shooter. I just roll right in there and start blasting. I am not stealthy at all. I am not sneaky at all. Um, so so like I said, just like to complain about getting an awesome gift. I didn't get the one game I wanted, but hey, I got a I got a Nintendo 64 for Christmas, and I probably played that every day for the next five. years. And the years. move would have been. Okay, let's hold off. Let's wait till we find. Yeah, yeah. But, but when you're ten, but when you're and your dad's telling you you can have whatever game you want, you're like, this opportunity, this is once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. I got to get the game. Yeah. And all I wanted was Gold Knight, so I had to. I remember just having to settle on being so bummed out, and I took me forever to get that Gold Knight game finally. But Nintendo 64 was just like a game changing console. Like yeah, I played. I had so many hours on the Nintendo 64. There's so many good games. I remember. Oh, and I remember the game I got was Road Rage 64. Oh, so I played that one. and like Mission Impossible were my top two, and then you just built your collection from there. But have your buddies come over and yeah. you can plug up into four, four. controllers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and y'all just, you know, put on a put a CD in your five disc CD changer. Okay. I, that was another Christmas gift. I forgot about that. Every once in a while, you'd get like one of those where it'd be like the big console and then like the big speakers that you could mount. Yeah, like I I would. Uh, I remember like. I had them hung up in the corners of my room. Hell yeah. And, you know, you ran the speaker wire. Uh-huh. And I had, like, Christmas lights in my room. Like, oh. yeah. That was around the same time. That I was, was like, smashing by a fifth grader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was probably, yeah, sixth, seventh grade. Yeah. Put some right usher there. on, walk into Matt's room, light an incense up. I was listening to, like, Creed and oh, no. Stained. Me too. Me too. Those were um, such awkward years. But yeah, I just remember some, uh, like, one for me when I was pretty young, there was this... There was this RC car, and it was a six-wheel. It had three on one side, three on the other. It was called Scorcher. And uh, I pulled it up for you uh, so you could see it. Oh, but that, it had three on one side, three on the other. And, like, you could, like, make this thing do, like, 360s. Like, just, like, 
just spinning, spinning, spinning. It was super fast. Remember, I got that one year. It was so cool. It was put out in 93, so I was super young. RC cars are still fun as hell. I bought yeah. one for Ellie this year, and I'm going to wear that thing out. Dude, uh, somebody sent me a link for one. It's it's a string pull like a rem- like a like a lawnmower and it's like a little it two gas? stroke yeah gas oh my God. and this thing flies dude they go fuck my brother-in-law has one that he spent way too much on and yeah they go fast yeah you have to find like an open like lions park here in town yeah you need like a flat area of like a, like a mile radius to just ride around yeah here. that it was sweet um yeah, but I'm then i always got gas. game consoles like i remember one year uh, i got a 64 I got a PlayStation, the original PlayStation, but probably my favorite all-time um, game console gift I got was the Sega Dreamcast. I never had the Sega. My mom went, she, year, years later, she told me that she went across the Metroplex trying to get one because it was like the hot mm-hmm. item that year. Um, and I just remember I loved that system. I got NFL 2K. With Randy Moss on the cover, um, it was just a sweet, sweet console. It was different. It was like one of the first ones you get on the internet with, which I never did. That was probably yeah, that was revolutionary. Um, yeah, so that Scorcher uh, RC car. I remember getting a Sega Genesis when I was like super, super young. Um, I I I had some pretty cool Christmas gifts. Um, I remember one year too. I got a. Um, now that we're talking consoles, because I would that would be like something where. I would just combo it up like birthday and Christmas, yeah. and because my, you know, I I would have to combo it up to get a big gift like that. And I got a Nintendo GameCube one year. Ooh, yeah. The GameCube, and then the disc would be like tiny you know, a fraction of a regular one, and it really was the console was a cube. And I that was probably actually one of my favorite consoles that I ever had, other than like a generic whatever PS whatever. Yeah. But the Nintendo GameCube, right when you said that, I remember. I really thought for a second that's what you're gonna go with and say. But I played the shit out of that Nintendo GameCube, and that was, I wish I still had some of these. Like, I know you could go buy them, but how cool would that be to find, like, a stash of all your old, mm-hmm. like, really kept up with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've I've gotten, I, I got a, I was much, much older, but I got a, um, uh, any, a regular, a original Nintendo one year, because I wanted one. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. So, probably that Dreamcast, and then that Scorcher RC car. And just to, like, shout out all the parents, too, growing up, because yeah. those gifts really did, like, 20, 25 years later, we're still talking about these gifts that we got as kids and, like, how cool they were. Well, and so that's what's cool about being a parent it. now. Yeah, like, like, I want to I get them something that they'll remember. Yeah, like, me and Lauren aren't doing anything for ourselves this year. Yeah. Uh, we're just doing for Landry. He wants a, you know, he's super into gaming right mm-hmm. now, so I'm going to build him. I'm going to go to Ikea and build him a little, um, little gaming desk. And then we've got an old TV, like a 42-inch TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put that in there with the gaming desk. I'm going to buy him a gaming chair. And then I'm going to put some, like, um, those, uh, like, RGB lights, like, up under the desk so it's, like, glows, you know? You're going all out. You're yeah. going to do that on Christmas Eve? You're yeah. Say, Oof, yeah, I'll do work that. Work cut out for you. I'll get some whiskey and yep. and just put on some music and bang it out real quick. Yeah, in later episodes, we can kind of delve into that because I've got to clear a few things in Ellie, but... I think one thing we're going to get ourselves for our gift for each other, we're going to share, we're going to um, invest in like a really cool telescope, mm. which could sound lame to some people, but we have a really good shot in our backyard of this, of a um, clear shot of the sky. And 
I just like sitting outside and like starting a fire in a chimney and just like looking up at the stars. Sounds like a great night to me. And that's something we agreed to get ourselves because, you know, they're like, what do you want? What do you want? And it's like, I genuinely don't know. I made a list of a few things like a movie and a book here and there, but it's like anything I, I really I want, I could go by. Anymore. Yeah. So yeah. I tell like, I'm, I, I, and people think I'm like an a-hole for saying that. Like my, my in-laws and stuff. And I'm like, I'm a grown up. Like if I want something, I just buy it myself. And it's not like I want a lot, but it's like, if I see something I like, I'm not going to ask somebody else for it. Yeah. I just go ahead yeah. and get it. And I'm not trying to make it seem like I got all this money to flaunt. It's just, I don't know. And I don't like asking for stuff, you know, I don't like making a list and sending it out to people and be like, y'all get me all this. No, absolutely. I totally get that. Um, but yeah, so that was a couple of our all time favorite Christmas gifts. Again, Please share with us if y'all had any cool ones growing up or anything you want to you want to share. So, send so it in. Neither of us ever had a go kart because I figured that. Would yeah, be I had a go kart. It wasn't a Christmas gift though because uh, I don't remember. But we that had a go kart. Boss gift, yeah. That's we had something a go-kart. I always wanted. I'll never forget. Uh, I was taking one of the neighborhood kids for a ride. It's and, like the first Uber. And I didn't tell him I was going to take a sharp left. <laughs> And I took that sharp left, and he went tumbling like a tumbleweed out of there, <laughs> out of the cart. And Matt said, enjoy your stuff. <laughs> It'll be 2950. Yeah. No, but he was, you know, we were like young, so he bounced right up. Oh, back in the day, yeah, you could just bounce right back up. Yeah, and now then I, I'd be crying. I remember home. one year, me and Ben, we got a uh, we got an air hockey table. And it wasn't like a like one of the ones you'd find in like Dave & Buster's, but it was like one they'd sell at Walmart or whatever. We got an air hockey table. That's fun, though. I love air hockey. Yeah, and then one... Uh, Oh, that same year, um, on the air hockey table, like sitting up, there was a frame poster of Troy Aikman because Troy Aikman was my favorite. Michael Jordan, which we later used to cover up the head, uh, the hole in the wall that, <laughs> that Ben rammed my head through. I think I told that story on yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, and then I think what did Ben have? Ben had a poster of somebody, but we each got a poster. Um, but yeah, no, that was cool. Posters back in the day were big too. That, that was a big deal. Remember, yeah. like it was like a sign of honor to have like as many posters up as you could. Have you ever seen that iconic one of Bo Jackson where he's wearing the shoulder pads and he's got the bat yeah. over his shoulder? Yeah, I that, no, my brother had uh, it. My older brother sweet. had it. Yeah, he had that, and then he had a Nolan Ryan one. Like his glove was on fire, and it said like Texas Express or something. I'll I, I never forget that. Uh, but yeah, no posters like. Landry doesn't care. Like and I bought him. I still a, like it, but now so there's like you have to be has to like be in a frame, frame. which I'm cool with, yeah. like a good framed one. But even here, we got a. I need to frame this Neil Young one. I got a a Salvador Dali in the hall, and a you know we got a couple of random ones. I've got a Dak one that I put up in Landry's room. He doesn't care. I'm gonna bring it over here and put it up somewhere. Gonna, I need to put more. I got an Aliens one because that's one of my favorite movie franchises. It's really classy though. It's more like artwork and uh, been con- con- been some convincing, but. As long as I put them in frames, like she doesn't care. She's she thinks, cool. As long as it's in, you know, she thinks that makes it look like classy. <laughs> right. So we got all these nice framed pictures around us. Maybe we'll post. All right. Well, uh, luckily enough, we do have some listener feedback this week. Um, so thank you for all you guys that have uh, mm. that have sent in. This first uh, this first piece of uh, feedback comes from Mr. Brady Sapp, super fan Brady. Uh, says, just catching up on the episodes, I stand firmly by my banana runt opinion. Keep up the good sound waves, homies. Also, Andrew Kahn can kick rocks for filling my truck with popcorn in high school. Do you want to give a backstory? <laughs> first of all, man, that was like 20 years ago. Really sorry. Uh, no. Um, 
I'm not sorry at all, Brady. Fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like, we started like this prank war that I don't think anyone like really volunteered to be a part of. It was like, you, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do something to you and you're a part of this. And I worked at a movie theater in town in Lancaster. And every night they, I would see, they would throw away like trash bags full of good popcorn, you know, like just wasting it. So I had them throw it on the back of my truck one day and I'd just been driving around with popcorn for like a week. Like I didn't know what to do with it. And, um, we were just leaving school one day and we saw Brady's truck and he used to have like this big, I think it was a Dodge. It was like a yellow Dodge, if I remember right. Um, this big First, giant pickup that's truck. That's a questionable color in pickups. That's a questionable <sighs> color. I, I want to say it was yellow though, man. Like something's, something for some reason yellow sticking out, but it was a nice truck. It was like a big badass looking truck. And, um, yeah, we just like, we're leaving one day and I was like, you know what? Let's check and see if his door's open. And if it is, I have literally like pounds of popcorn like that we could just dump in there so we he left it unlocked his bed and we just empty these bags and it was a dick move thinking about it now because we just ripped it open and then just slung it all around his truck corn seeds going everywhere and then for some reason we planned ahead and we had um cans of sardines sitting in my truck too Jesus. that were unopened so we opened them and we st- strategically placed them under the car seat so because we wanted them to like last a while before we, we wanted him to get all the popcorn out and think he was good and then like a week later the smells persisting and that would be the sardines um so i don't know maybe maybe he never found the sardines that's why he didn't mention it but so we just <laughs> ra- we just ragged his car out with popcorn and then just hid sardine cans in his car and um yeah, it's never been the same. Brady's never forgiven me, apparently, since Dick then. move. It was a dick move, man. But, you know, we did so much other stuff, and <clears throat> lots of stuff was done to me. We just, I don't know, we just didn't care back then. We just did a bunch of dumb shit just Didn't to do you take it. a dump on somebody's truck? I, yes, I took a dump what on somebody's truck. What is your deal, dude? <laughs> I was like, just a little asshole. We would do all kinds of stuff, man, okay. back in the day. all right. Um... Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Brady, we, I love you at least. Doesn't sound like Andrew does. Hey, me and Brady go way back, man. Um, so this next uh, next bit is uh, from uh, Frank. Good old Frank. Uh, Frank and Beans 04. Yep, that's, that's the only way I know him because it's the league. I don't think I ever met him. Frank and Beans 04 on Twitter. Uh, he says, yo, I'm trying to catch up from day one. I'm on episode 10 on the Sandwich Rush, R- Mount Rushmore part. I had to download Twitter just to disagree with your guys' opinion on the Pico Burger from Whataburger. I usually don't get their special items, but I ate that twice a week. And then he gave us his uh, his Mount Rushmore fast food restaurants, which thank you for that. Yeah, that's what we've been asking for, really. His Mount Rushmore is Whataburger, Chicken Express, Burger Street, and Chipotle. And then his, uh, his uh, honorable mentions are Taco Casa, Wendy's, Panda Express, and McDonald's. Solid. I remember I had, I had Whataburger and Chipotle on my top four as well. Yep. And the thing... Ugh, I just sucked in a hair. God damn. <laughs> uh, the thing with the Chipotle to me, or not the Chipotle, the Pico burger was like the sauce they put on it. Mm-hmm. I think they just put too much sauce because I love Pico de Gallo. Yeah. And they just put like this creamy, zesty ranch sauce and it was just too much to where that was the the taste that was dominating the whole burger. So I think it was just they put too much of that on there. And if I got it again, maybe just tell them to put a little less on there. But that's just what I remember eating was just like, it just tastes like every bite was just like I was getting a spoonful of that sauce with it. If you want a good Pico burger, go down to Pop's Burger Stand and get that's you an El Camino. Pretty much what I always get is the El Camino. It's got that cilantro mayo. Yep. And is the slow and low the mushroom, or is that the vroom? The vroom. Yeah, see. Then yeah. what's slow and low? Uh, it's got is the barbecue? grilled onions, barbecue, barbecue sauce, bacon. Because those are the three I always get. I remember mushroom, one has barbecue, one has, like, uh, spicy. Those are my top three there, so. Well, shout out Pop's Burger Definitely. Um, 
All right, and so that's it for listener feedback. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Brady. Thank you, Frank, for sending it in. And if anybody else wants their stuff read, you know, send it in, and we'll definitely read it. Yeah, we appreciate it. it. It makes this show a lot easier, and we could do more things if we had some listener yeah. involvement. If y'all got ideas or y'all got something to bounce off of us, we'll gladly go over it. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. If y'all got dirt on Matt, bring it up. Uh, I, I hope nobody brings Frank, up more shit I did in high school. I think Frank may, Frank may be the only person who's got dirt. Brady, maybe. We worked a summer together uh, with yeah. a bunch of, bunch of dudes from... From y'all's class, I don't think I did anything stupid. I remember one time you remember, you remember uh, Ryan Skelton. Yeah, I remember one time we gave him some dip and he threw up everywhere. That was pretty funny. He turned green, dude, like the Hulk. He threw up everywhere. <laughs> you <laughs> that gotta was be pretty funny. That. I've only did a few times in my life, but that was pretty funny. It's a dangerous. But I don't think they got dirt. Brady May, Frank probably has some dirt on me. Uh, but yeah, if y'all got anything, please send it in. There's tons of stuff we'd like to do, but it takes some, some fan, you know, some listener interaction. So uh, please, we love it when we get feedback. Um, but with that, let's get into our movie watch and review. And like I mentioned, we did Jingle All the Way with no, Arnold. You lied, and you said we were gonna do Jerry Maguire. Yeah, but then, <laughs> but then recording got pushed back, and I know, I'm just fucking. With yeah, you. we. It was a great call. That, that was a good audible. Because we just determined, since it's technically December, and we had four movies picked out, we need to try to run through these, yeah. or else we would be negating or backtracking on what we said we were going to do for December. So it's kind of right. like, we're going to have to, we'll postpone Jerry Maguire just so we can get to these Christmas right, movies. Right, right, right. We picked out good ones. Um, I really like this movie. I, I had this VHS growing up. Like, I can still picture that cover, what it looked yeah. like, and um, re-watching it. I had to order it off of... Um, maybe I rented it off Amazon? So it cost me a little bit of money, but... It was a really like good movie. Four it, was, bucks, it, was, yeah. it was a good movie to rewatch as an adult because, like, we'll get into it. Like, you realize, like, Phil Hartman's character, I fucking hated that guy. And I probably yeah. never realized how how he was just trying to fuck his, that guy's wife the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was his main goal in oh, life yeah. was to, to fuck Arnold's wife. Rest right. in peace, but you were Rest in peace. Movie. He was a great guy. And, you know, in real life, his wife killed him, which yeah. is crazy, like a murder-suicide. Yeah. That was the first thing I put on here, actually. As you can see, is R.I.P. Phil Ooh, Hartman. Yeah. Um, no, it was good. Luckily, uh... I still have Dish Network. Uh, I didn't tell you, but we're cutting the cord. Oh, yeah, we we're we're going to go with uh, YouTube TV. Man, I think with all the subscriptions I have now, it's probably the same. Cause I, so we have Hulu for our live TV, mm-hmm. and that's like 60 bucks a month for live TV. And all they offer, we have Amazon Prime, we have Netflix, we have Disney Plus, and this weekend... Like a true American, I got another subscription service, and I signed up for HBO Max. Ooh. So it all adds up, and I'm like, I'm probably spending way more than I ever yeah, did. I got for so sure. much. For sure. The, no only, regrets, the only thing that's going to save Dish is if when Lauren calls, how much are they going to take off? Yeah, they'll do that now, too. They'll they'll yeah. work with you to get you to stay, so you might get a great deal. Yeah, I'll be like, give me all the movie channels for free, mm-hmm. and then take like 60 bucks off, and we may have a deal. Yeah, you can negotiate with them. Like, I think a yeah. lot of people just call, but it's like my dad did that with XM Radio, and he got them down to like, he pays like $4 a month now because Damn. they wanted them. So they want to keep you as a customer because they want to keep that money coming in, so they'll work sure. with you. But yeah. And, and, the best deal you can. and they're losing their share of the market. I mean, with with on the TV side with YouTube and Hulu and Fubo and all this other stuff coming out, and then on the music side, you know, Spotify, like that's dominating everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and even networks now because 
was it CBS All Access? And then Peacock is the yeah, NBC, NBC, so they have their own streaming. Mm-hmm. So you know that's taking away shows that because they're gonna you know NBC is gonna exclusively show their stuff on Peacock. They're not gonna license it anymore to these other places. They're gonna keep their rights. No, and like stream they took it there. They took uh, Parks and Rec off everything because it's uh, NBC. Yep. Uh, it's Peacock. And I noticed that with Amazon because they had all the HBO stuff, which was great because I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm and you know all these other shows that because to me HBO makes like the best shows. And then they just weren't there anymore. And, I, of course, I realized, well, that's because HBO took their own content back. So, um, yeah, got HBO, and I love it, dude. I, if I could cancel any of them, I would just keep probably HBO. Yeah. I really like HBO. Yeah. Well, well. To me, growing up, that was, like, the pinnacle of, like, class. Like, you go to your friend's house, and they put on <laughs> HBO. It's like, holy shit. So that's one I of made the, it. <laughs> so that's one of the things, like, you when I got old here, people rich. Yeah. As if you had HBO, of course. Mine was, like, if you lived. If you had an in-ground pool. And you watched HBO at night, you're living the good life. Well, I grew up in a double wide. So if you lived in a brick house, you were rich. If you had water that came out of your fridge, you were rich. Yeah, that's another one. Water out of the fridge, exactly. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, if you I had, still don't have that. If you had cable, you were rich. Because we had stolen cable. So, like, yeah. I, I had everything, even the dirty stuff. <laughs> but then, you know, something would happen. They'd catch on to it. Like, because back in the day, we'd. <laughs> we'd get those like cards that you inserted in the front of like the receiver and i guess i don't know how they caught on to it or whatever but too one day man on, watching too many dirty channels you'd, go under the turn, <laughs> <laughs> you'd turn on the tv and then nothing would happen and mom and she'd have to go finagle another card from somebody and <laughs> but yeah so if you had if you lived in a brick home if you lived in a two-story brick home. Oh, that was definitely, yeah. If you uh, had water that came out of the fridge, and then if you had, like, legit cable, like, that was it for me. Like, yep. you were rich. Yeah, so. you were you were now my rich friend. Yep. So, uh, let's get into this. Um, I didn't take very many notes, uh, <laughs> as per usual. Is that it right there? It was like three, it was like... No, this is uh, this is the sports for the run. So it's I don't have any notes. You don't have any. You wrote jingle all the way movie review, and then yeah. just, that's it. I got two pages, man. I feel well, like an idiot. Carry me. Put me on your back. <laughs> no. Put me on your back and carry me. No, I. Can it's remember. all just the most random. You stuff, know, it's though. it's a story of of a father who is. He's working disapp- hard. He's working he, he's hard. He's like he's like a workaholic. Yeah, and he's missing his kids' karate stuff. He's missing this. He's, he's missing, missing pretty that. much. He's missing his kid growing up, you know. But uh, you know, they were complaining. The kid and the mom were complaining, like, "Bitch, do you like this house?" No, uh, no, that's what I thought. Do you like, like this house? Because I was like, watching I it with Claire, and I was like, "He provided everything for them. They're not showing him enough gratification." I'm like, "Do y'all like the life you live? Like, Dad's got to work sometimes. I know I missed your yellow belt, but call me when it's a black belt, homie, and I'll catch it." But uh, I need to keep selling mattresses for us to do this or whatever that he sold. But it, and it, it had a great cast of characters. <clears throat> Phil Hartman, uh, a young Anakin Skywalker, which he had a dark story. <clears throat> I read up on some stuff on him. Anakin? After them. Yeah, yeah. I got dark. Yeah. He, yeah. uh, he got bullied and then he developed, yeah, he got bullied in school for his character for Anakin. Like imagine getting the adults, biggest like adults and kids were bullying him, and so then stupid. he was receiving death threats and as then, a kid. Yes, and then he developed like uh, mental uh, m- uh, mental issue, like mental health issues. Then he was arrested because he's probably like our age. <clears throat> yeah, he took it, it. Got hard for him there, um, and then uh, and then uh, Sinbad was in there. 
Sinbad, hell yeah. He Sinbad. was a mail carrier, so I yeah. could feel that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Sinbad working this time of year in Christmas. <laughs> like, I could tell why he's all knotted up. But, you know, the whole movie is basically about a workaholic who neglects. Well, not he doesn't choose to neglect him. He's like you said, but he's a provider. He does everything he can. But he told his wife, like, this was like the. Because around this time, I remember Tickle Me Elmo was like the biggest toy in the world. So it kind of reminded me of that, or, or the decade before with the Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, it was just the toy of the year. It's like what every kid wanted. It was Turbo Man, which was pretty fucking lame. It was like a cheesy, like really, I think they made it that way because it yeah. was really cheesy when mm-hmm. they would show his little TV show. But, you know, every kid wanted it, and he told his wife weeks ago that he got it. So it's it would have been the 20, like December 23rd, and uh, he's like, yeah, I got it. I got it just like you told me to. And she's like, great, because it would be impossible to find out. And this is after he, he missed this kid's karate, and he was like, I'll make it up to you. Like, what's the one thing you want? And the kid, like, recites the whole commercial. He's like, it has all these features, you know, batteries sold separately. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want this. And he's like, oh, absolutely, I'll get it for you. And his wife reminded him, weeks ago, you should have got it. He lied to her from the beginning, said he got it. So it just sets up, like, which is an easy premise of a movie, is now it's going to be like an adventure of... Cause that's such a dad thing to be like, wait till the last minute. And now, cause when <laughs> that's why I liked with Sinbad's character too, cause he was in the same boat. He was like, I've been working all the time. I didn't have time, you know, to go shopping. And now we're, we're together on this. We're, we're trying to find the, the same item. And that's just like a, that's a total dad struggle. You know, that shopping on Christmas Eve. Dude, I, I may be weird, but I like shopping. I like Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Really? That sounds so stressful because you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. You get what's left over. Well, they get what they get. And you don't throw a fit. And they don't throw a fit. That's right. No, I don't know. It, That's some, a life lesson you learn early on. Yeah, some, <laughs> no, um, and then a random appearance that I didn't mention, uh, the big show. Oh, yeah. He was one of the He was giant. one of the giant Santa. He was the giant Santa. Well, yeah. He's yeah. the big show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was definitely the big one. I paused. I was like, is that big show? And then I looked up and I, I looked up big show. Of course he is. He's seven foot four. Yeah. You know who else is in this movie? Um, when they went to the toy store. It was it was that first tour store they went to, I think, where they had to wait in line. It was a complete mayhem because they were waiting to open the doors and everyone rushes in. Did you notice Chris Parnell was one of the yep. store elves? Mm-hmm. And he was, I don't know, it's hard to describe that scene with him, but he gave it his all and it was it was a funny scene. Um, so it was just mayhem at the at the toy store because that's what everybody's looking for. And of course, you know, there's, there's no more turbo man, but you can get his trusty sidekick booster. It was, Hey, nobody wants that booster. Get <laughs> yeah. out of here. Like they always tried to sell you on the booster doll. And they're like, nobody wants booster. I would, I, but I put on here, man, if I was in those shoes and I was that dad, my kid would be very disappointed on Christmas day because mm-hmm. they went above and beyond. Like he got, um, after he, they went to another toy store where they were going to have like this lottery system where they had the balls. Yeah. And they only had so many, and everyone just, again, loses their shit, and mayhem ensues, and they all wrestle for the balls. Arnold's got his eye on one, but, like, this little girl with, like, a chili bowl haircut gets it. (laughs) And they're in the Mall of America, so we should say it takes place in Minnesota and Minneapolis. And she goes into, like, this big playground. She's in the ball pit. He follows her. And then, oh, I should find it on my notes, but when he... um, I don't know, but he just looks so creepy because he comes up to that kid and he's like, It's a huge hulking man. Yeah. And I mean, I was like, imagine if you were in that situation, you saw some giant man in the ball pit, like you'd freak out too. So all the moms started attacking him, calling him a pervert. And, you know, as he's like leaving in shame, you got, um, James Belushi was the Santa Claus. And he's like, Hey buddy, you looking for Turbo Man? He's like, come here. (laughs) You know, he's like, I got what you need. And he has a little uh, elf. 
the little person elf helper and uh he pulls out a picture and it's like a picture of him holding a turbo man with like the day's newspaper to show it's legit and they're like how do i know it's legit he shows him this picture and he's like we wouldn't you know we wouldn't lie to you about that or i don't know i like that um and I looked the, in the, the credits. The turn it took. Uh, Vern Troyer was credited in that movie. He wasn't the elf helper. Maybe he was another one walking around. Sure, he may have been an extra. That's what I was that, thinking. That elf helper though is you would recognize mm-hmm. him from. He's a he's been in a lot of other stuff. But um, but I like and I had this line on here because I actually use this line a lot. Um, well not a lot, just whenever it applies. But when they're so now they got the Santa and the elf and they're going to their warehouse and. Arnold's asking all these questions, you know, she's trying to find out the authenticity and James Belushi with this line that I've always loved and had to write it down. He goes, what are you, Dan Rather? What is this, 60 Minutes? What are you, the question king? <laughs> so I always say, I, I would say that to Claire every once in a while when she would be asking all these questions and she never knew what I was talking about. And I was like, it's from the movie Jingle All the Way. Like, I've always loved that line. Just when someone's asking you too many questions, you just come at, you just berate them with these like, what are you, Dan Rather? What are you, the question king? <laughs> So I had to put that on there because yeah, I, when, he, a, when he said that line, I was like, I've been using that line for over 20 years They now. They had a legit operation going, though. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they, was were a, they had a great and, scheme. Yeah. Like, they knew exactly what they were doing. They were like, that was a criminal enterprise. Yeah. So they so they finally get the, Arnold finally gets the doll. It's the, and it's a Spanish it's version. Spanish and then he speaking. takes it out and it all falls apart. Like, it's not even put together. And then he was and like, then he yep, gets all sales off. are final. Of course, all sales are final. Yeah. And he starts going off. He starts, like, hitting... Uh, LP is almost said the M word. He starts hitting these little people with like candy canes and <laughs> he just picks up whatever's around him yeah. and he's just like te- like you said, just meleeing. Yeah, them. and then he's got the shot where like four or five of them are lined up. And he's like tut, 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 and he's like you know they're in a circle and he he, he knocks them out. And did you see how they finally subdued Arnold? Did you notice the the stun gun? Move? Yeah, but stun gun straight to the butthole. <laughs> straight. He in. walked up and it was probably the chode. It was like between his balls and his butt, and he just went. Right between his legs. And I was like, well, yeah, it's going to knock him out. Like, it's like the one spot you don't want to get tased. I'd rather get it in the fucking temple. That's straight right. to the brain. Than the, I mean, it was probably right on his butt and then like on one of his nuts. Of course <laughs> he went down. Uh, but, but it was, but then, the, for, but then the cops got into it. And that was a cool scene because I liked, because I liked that scene a lot. Um, then the cops raid and quick thinking it was, um, Harold or, yeah. Uh, Harold was the name of Arnold's character, so I don't know if should we just call him Arnold or. I'm, Arnold. Let's call him Arnold. I'm okay, not calling so him Arnold. Okay, so Arnold. Quick thinking though, because there's all this random stuff around this factory, and he sees like this fake badge. Yeah. And he immediately pulls mm-hmm. up and goes, "This has to be the sloppiest nice. operation I've <laughs> ever seen in my life." They're like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What do you? You just ruined three years of undercover work." <laughs> yeah. That was my Arnold impersonation right there. It was but so it, good. But it, you know, and they were like, "Oh shit!" Like, "Oh man, this guy must be our boss." And I was like, "Dude, quick thinking by Harold right, or Arnold." Just to get out of that, and then um, and then when he's leaving, he gets out of that situation. He's leaving. He runs out of gas. Yeah, doesn't he run out of gas? I'm trying to think what he was driving. Suburban, a sweet suburban. Oh yeah, that suburban he's had all the time. Yeah, yeah. And then they hear like there was this um radio contest where you had to name all the reindeer because that was their last chance because uh-huh. they're running out of opportunities this time. Yeah, you know the clock's ticking. Oh, and we should say there it's all leading up to like this Christmas parade. Parade, right? yeah. So he's trying to get this for the parade. So he's driving in a suburban when he hears about this contest and you have to name them all and uh call it in. But I just put when they busted into that radio DJ's booth and he is looking insane as hell with those wide Arnold eyes and he's just yelling like like he Donna Dinson, Prince I'm like, he just looks like a fucking Like he'd been up man. on like three days on yeah, crank. Yeah, like he's on a bender. Um, but yeah, and then Sinbad comes in and that was another part where it's like, 
just insane because that's how he gets out of this situation because they're basically holding this DJ hostage mm-hmm. and they're found out like we don't actually have the doll we have a voucher and everybody's like you know we don't want this voucher like what is that good for so then the police show up and another getaway opportunity is where now Sinbad pulls out a random package and claims he has a bomb which is he can't you do don't do that yeah and these cops are like whoa so they just let him go and they're holding the bomb which spoiler turns out to be a real bomb and you know, when he Sinbad hears the the explosion, I love his line. He goes, "This is the sick world we're living in with sick people, man." <laughs> As the bomb explodes, and it looks like a Looney Tunes bomb because now the guy's holding it, his hair is blown back, his face is it's black, covered he's all in soot. Yeah, I was like, "What kind of a Looney Tunes bomb?" That was like that? a big firecracker. Yeah, Wonder. but still, it's like, so it's like he just gave a bomb to a police officer and made a getaway. I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that guy would be going to jail now for about thirty years." The anti-terrorism that would, be, would yeah, have that's, been that's domestic terrorism for sure. Um, so what happens after that? The, my next note just says Ted the weasel putting star on the tree. Cause remember oh, he was he going back, back home. home. He runs out of gas when they're in the coffee shop and they hear about the, uh, the radio contest. He, he comes back from escaping from the cops and his car's on blocks. Yeah. It's all stripped. So he gets it towed home and that's when he finds old. And, and Ted's been like a pain Ted. in his side the whole time. You yeah. know? He's been eating his wife's cookies when she's baking them, he, and now yeah. he's like, "Because, dude, I put on there. You don't put another. You don't put another. You don't put a star in another man's tree. It's like That's you don't. Right. You don't mow another man's lawn or yard." So when he saw that, and he didn't get the context because he can't hear his wife coming in. She's like, you know, what are you doing? This is that's Arnold's job, or you know, he does it every year, and you know, this has gone too far. And but the way he just sees it is they're having this conversation, and he's putting the star up, and he now remembers that Ted told him that he had a turbo. He got man. one months ago, and it's take tucked safely under the tree. Yep. So now he goes uh, over to Ted's house, and you know, he has he he has the toy in his hand. He's really thinking about taking it, but then he's like, he has like this moment like, where he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, I'm stealing another kid's toy, and he's he's gonna do the right thing. And then there's that fucking reindeer of Ted's that's just staring <laughs> at him and charges him, and they um chases him around the house, and I think they knock off like a baby Jesus's head or and it rolls into something. The fire. It rolls into the fire, yeah, and it's starts very fire. reminiscent of um the Christmas vacation scene with the squirrel, yeah, where yeah, it, like this dog. wild scene starts a house fire and. The carolers are going on, and yeah, you just see like this. He kicks the Jesus head out oh, the that's window, how he extinguishes and that's, it. And that, and they're standing outside. His wife and Ted are standing outside at his house, and that's what they, how they find it. And out. I put on here too, like I, I'm so thankful we don't have people going caroling right now because that to me would just be so awkward. I would just like, would you slam the door in their yeah, face? I wouldn't open the door. That's so weird. No one, no one come to my house and singing to me. Uh, let's see where we go next. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name uh phil hartman had that line you can't bench press your way out of this one i like that to arnold the amount of restraint he had oh yeah i would have punched him you know it would be over in an instant and yeah he was i mean this guy is openly trying to fuck your wife oh he's not hiding it yeah he is openly trying to fuck your wife and he's doing all this but stuff what i don't house. get is like you have all these other women in the neighborhood that want that want to bang you but you're going for the married one he wants what he can't have I guess so. Heart wants with the heart. I forgot wants. too. We we forgot. You know, with that whole reindeer situation at the house. You remember how it ended? 
Arnold threw like a right hook and knocked that reindeer out. I just put, holy shit. That was the coolest punch because he's just charging him. And I think he said something like, you know, enough is enough. Like he's just tired and he just rocks that reindeer with a right hook. And you see the reindeer like like a like a heavyweight going down in slow motion to the ground. Hey, but he I made it up. That. They they made up over beers. Yeah, later. right. And then the next scene he's drinking a beer with him. I was like, dude, he's literally is a class. He's literally sitting in the doghouse. Sitting in the doghouse yeah. drinking a beer. Let's see, and then the parade scene came up, and of course, I just sound like a hater because I also hate parades. I wrote that on here. I hate parades. I've always hated parades. Even as a kid, I hated parades. You are a Grinch. I am. It's not just for Christmas. I hate parades. They're they're crowded. You got to find somewhere to park, walk half a mile just to see some float, and somebody throw you a, a what is it, a little dumb dumb pa- uh, lollipop for you to pick up off the ground. Now you're picking food up off the ground for you to eat later. It's wrapped. <laughs> Come on, man. No. I've always it's hated Christmas. Per- and then and then y'all gotta leave together and it's like leaving a you know, all this traffic. I've always hated parades, dude. I've never since I was a kid. I was like, these are stupid. Um <laughs> next line, Ted needs to get knocked out, creeping on his wife again. You're talking about the scene in the van where he's like making his oh, move. Yeah, he was definitely, dude, he was laying on hard there and she had to physically assault him, like yeah. hashtag me too. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he had her pinned. Yeah. Um Oh, and then um, so they're at the they're at the parade now. They're gonna do the float, and did you see who who was Booster the dog? I didn't get his real name, but he has one iconic role. It's Booger from Revenge of the yep. Nerds. Mm-hmm. I don't know the guy's name, but I've seen him in tons of stuff. Yeah, and as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, that's Booger. Like, I feel like he got typecast, but he obviously still made a career out of it. But yeah, he's not a he's handsome kinda, guy. He's kind of got that Bobcat Goldwave. Like, yeah, he really voice, is. You know. And the image, he actually kind of looks like him. I bet he does a lot of good voice work, because he does have a very distinctive voice, like you said. So he's probably made a ton of money doing voice work, so good for him. But yeah, Booger from Revenge of the Nerds. Um, And then um, Arnold kind of, he gets like backdoored into this parade where now he's going to be, he's going to be Turbo Man. And they're like, okay, you read all these manuals, right? You know how to use the rocket suit. And he's like, rocket suit? (laughs) What? (laughs) And they're like, yeah, uh few minor adjustments like blah 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 and look for this guy he's gonna come down and fight you so he's on the float and he just as soon as he gets into it he is living his best life like he's just like miss america on that float he's got, like, the wave. he's got the wave down he's like flexing on everybody and then they're supposed to be the i don't know the bad guy's name but it's supposed to be like the stage you know like a but but of course Sinbad, who now is the villain of the movie, like gets on this rooftop, knocks him out, and now he's gonna be the one zip lying down and you know, he's and um they have one doll. So Arnold's character, who's now Turbo Man, has to pick a kid out from the crowd and he's like, Jamie, Jew, come here. And I love the fact that even up until the very end, Jamie and the wife had no idea that was their yeah. husband and father. I'm like, That's, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's fucking huge Austrian with gappy teeth. Like, how do you not know that's your dad? Because all he had on was, like, he has a suit on, but you can still see from, like, his nose down. And then right here, he had a visor on. So it's like a yellowish visor. But you can, like, if I saw just, ha- like, 60% of my dad's face, I'd go, oh, that's my dad, Billy, yeah, that's that, my dad. That's- you would automatically know. But we're getting ahead because at that reveal at the very end where they're like, what? Ar- Arnold, that's you? Of course that's you. How the hell did you not know that was him? But so he picks Jamie out of the crowd and he gives him the doll. But then Sinbad's character like comes down on a zip line and he's ready to like straight fight this kid for this doll, you know? He goes way too far. Like he chases <laughs> yeah. him up like some scaffolding on top of a roof. Oh, he was about to kill him. Yeah, like they he was were, about to kill they the were kid. off a building like off the scaffold, like you said, to where one little move and they're dead. Yeah. 
But luckily, we have Turbo Man in his jetpack. He finally figures it out. Like, yeah, he after, learns the... After running into the face of a building, probably, probably going 100 him. miles an hour, Should've it would have killed, killed him. Should have instantly yeah, it killed, killed him. Um, I just put on here, man, CGI and special effects have come a long way since the Turbo Man flying oh, scene yeah. like that. That scene aged like milk. Like, that was so fucking cheesy to watch. But I'm sure nine-year-old me thought it was amazing watching this scene. But re-watching it, especially since now we have, like, the whole Iron Man movie set to where, like, yep. that's what it would really look like. And uh, so that scene was just, you know, it's pretty laughable. But he ends up saving them both. Um, no, he saves his son and then doesn't Sinbad drop, but they catch him somehow. I don't know, but Jamie... Um, the kid character actually like ends up giving the toy away because he's like, I don't need this Turbo Man doll. My dad's the real Turbo Man, you know. Which... Well, and he hears he hears Sinbad being carried yeah. away, and he's like, No, my son needs this. My son needs this. Blah blah blah. And he's not he's a like... bad guy. He was just like driven to it, you know, like 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 Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> Sinbad's like Ted Speaking Kaczynski. Speaking of Ted Kaczynski, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna spoil my uh, I'm gonna spoil my. What are we listening to here? Oh man, I love. But there's a. There's a new Ted Kaczynski uh, podcast out. I mean, it's already. by uh, it's by uh, Wondery. Uh, I, like, I, do, I listen to Wondery all the time. Yeah, they have a lot of good. Um, it's. Uh, I guarantee you I'm going to listen to this tomorrow when I go to work. Now, American Scandal. Oh, I listen to those all the time. Yeah. Yeah. American History Tellers. Those yeah. are like they used to do like three. It's usually Ted like three Lindsay or four or parts. whatever his name is or whatever. It's Lindsey Graham. Lindsey like, Graham, like the yeah, Lindsey like Graham. He's a shit senator. Yeah, Lindsey Graham. Um, He's doing one. The you've only is got it, is it new though? So do they yeah. only have a few out? Because no, they've only got one out. Yeah, because so I was gonna wait. say they'll do like it's probably gonna be about I would guess a three or four parter. Yeah, so you gotta wait until yeah. this week for the second one. But you got one to listen to. Uh, but I'll, I listen I'll, to it, I'll and it's all stuff I know because I'm a freak and I like serial killers. Oh, I and, do. That's something we've always. I, I want to read his problem. manifesto, but I don't want to search it and end up on a list somewhere oh, you'll end up on a list i'm yeah. already on a list i look i well, then you my look search history is the most weird stuff where it's like i promise i'm not a terrorist or i'm not a extremist but that stuff just always interests me well then you look it up and, and give me a copy because oh, yeah. i want to read it you want to borrow my turner diaries too <laughs> <laughs> i got i got a first edition you got a, turner you diary you got an anarchist cookbook back there laying around i got i got marxism but you know the Karl marx books um no but uh i got a whole library bro uh what was I saying? Down with the man, burn it all down, something I like don't that. Know. But going back to the movie, yeah. the movie's basically over. Uh, I put at the very end that Howard, well Arnold, he is definitely ain't fucking his wife tonight after oh, all that. Yeah. She got so wet watching him fly around. Oh. But then at the very end, the one thing that threw the wrench in the plan, she was like, "Oh, I know, this is going to be such a great Christmas because you went through all this trouble." You know, to get Jamie something. So what'd you what'd get, you get, get me? me? And of course, that's how it ends because he's like, "Fuck, yeah. I didn't get anything for you." But got I was you like, this I got dick. This, I got this Austrian dick for you. That's what you need. <laughs> so I was like, "But he is definitely getting laid that night because she saw all that. She married a superhero. You know, yeah. that's what she's thinking. It's like, oh yeah, nah, he's getting it. But it was he's good. It, it was a good call on Jamie because you know that's what's Chris. That's what Christmas is about. He ended up giving yeah. the toy away. I thought was that cool. was a really like wholesome moment where once he heard the struggle and like he he justified it because like he said he's got the real turbo man at home which you know kind of fuck Phil Hartman rest in peace. <clears throat> but uh, no, that was a good movie. So, uh, continuing with our Christmas series, we've uh, we've got a couple. We've got three different choices we can choose from. I wrote them down here. If you want to draw one real quick, or you just pick oh, it. you wrote the Christmas movies down. One three chance. It doesn't matter. Let me pick it. Since there's only three, it's only three, man. Just pick one up. No, no, you really, you really mix, mix them around. Those. Yeah. Ah, the Santa Claus right. with 
that's the Tim one Allen. I, that's the one I wasn't I was looking forward to least, only because the other one's like that means we got Die Hard and National Lampoon yeah, Christmas Vacation. Up. And I I've, I've obviously seen that movie, but I've never owned it, and I've just ordered it, and I'm thrilled. Like I'm Christmas so Vacation, yeah, dude. Because I've had it, and it's like it's like something like all your friends would have growing up. You know, you look through their old collection, and everyone it's just that. That cover with him, mm-hmm. like all outstretched, like doing a jump, look like he's doing a jumping jack because he's getting electrocuted. I was like, Yeah, everyone has that movie. I've never had that movie. I've seen it, it's probably been forever. So I was like, And that's a that's as bad as rated R family. It's not rated R, but you know what I mean? Like, it's got moments where you could be like, It's pretty, uh, yeah. And it's just one of those ones that it holds up 30 years later. You mm-hmm. could watch it any time of the year, and it's funny. And it's, I watch it probably it's very funny. I watch it four or five times during the season, you know, during, dude. It it was, once a week? Yeah. Wow. I'll turn it on and have it in the background doing whatever. It's just, it has so many one-liners and so many great <laughs> scenes. Well, you'll have to do your homework on that one because, well, we both will, obviously, but there are going to be a lot of great one-liners we can just kind of gloss over. My favorite one is when Cousin Eddie shows up and he's like, are you surprised, Clark? And he's like, if Eddie, if I woke up tomorrow morning with my head sewn in the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> like, for me, that's like, and it's just Chevy Chase, and he does physical comedy so well. And there's so many of that, those scenes in this movie where he's falling off a roof, or he's taking a sled ride, you know, down, rocketing down a hill, or or whatever. Uh, he just does it so well. I think I just remembered another one of my celebrity crushes is in that. She's funny. It's uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna say Ju- Juliet Lewis. No, 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 no. No, no I don't. No, <laughs> I think for her. I had to think about it for a minute, but I was like, nah. She's more like Audrey. the Kentucky, like trailer park queen. But I think uh, okay. No, yeah. no offense, but Julia Louise Dreyfus, man, she's funny. And do you know she was vice president of as a TV show called oh. Veep. Oh, Veep. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, uh, wait, Screen Actors Guild or <laughs> what? No. Uh, so uh, we got the Santa Claus coming up uh, on next that's, episode. That'll be a good one. That's on the Disney Plus too. So we yeah, can, I have that. If anybody else has it, you know, go ahead. And yeah, watch free. It. Feel, feel free to watch and and follow along with us next week. Uh, with that, Judge Reinhold's in that too. We get mm-hmm. a judge sighting. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna start working our way toward the end here. We're gonna cover some sports real quick. Um, not much to talk about. Not much to talk about. Played. Yeah, we could go. We haven't. They haven't played in like two weeks though. Yeah, which is crazy. Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then it's a. You it's know, it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. We got them tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon. There's actually about to be a game starting now, huh? Four o'clock. Four o'clock. On Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Um. So yesterday, just a couple things. Uh, the Giants beat Seattle, just like we all predicted. Just like, yeah. I looked up at one point. Colt this, McCoy beat the Giants. Yeah. I saw t- they said that Colt McCoy is the first NFC East quarterback to beat a team with a winning record. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought, dude, that Colt McCoy would be the first? And we were eating. It. We went out to eat yesterday. We had lunch, and uh, I looked up, and the score was eight to two. I was like, just like we all thought. Yeah, eight to, <laughs> eight two, to two Giants. Eight to five, and it ended up being like was it seventeen twelve? Or it was eight five. That's what it was. It was eight five. Um. So yeah, Seattle goes down. Giants win, which is good for me. Hey, that's great. Yep. Yeah, I I want all the NFC East, especially the East teams, to win. <laughs> and uh, another team that I thought we were going to get help from uh, totally put their tank intentions out for everybody to see the New York Jets. Jets. They were ridiculous. in line to win. Uh, Greg Williams went cover zero and sent six on a blitz. With what was there ten to fifteen seconds left? When you're yeah okay, I think they were up four. Ten seconds left. You put like. 
six guys in the end zone. That's the one spot you don't. They can go all the way to the one yard line, but they're not scoring. And he sent a all out blitz. Cover zero. Cover cover zero blitz. Like yeah, that was yeah. a full so move. so Greg Williams is now unemployed. They, well, somehow I, Adam Gase is still. I don't. I don't. Well, they that. don't want to screw around and let somebody come in and win a couple games. That's true. Just write out this dumpster fire. But what are they going to do when Trevor Lawrence says, "Hey, I'll go back to school before I play for you"? Yeah, he really could. Or hey, I don't want to play for you. I'm going to pull an Eli. I don't know. I think. I think the Jets are going to have to obviously reload their coaching staff. If they could talk to him. I don't know if that would be, uh, what's it called, um, not meddling, tampering. but tampering. Because it's like, okay, everyone knows we're going to take Trevor Lawrence number one. Um, I doubt Dabo's going to like leave Clemson, but it's like, you know, who's this fringe or past coach that you might like? Because they would work with them be like, you know, we're going to get rid of Gase. Greg Williams already gone. We can rebuild around you because when you get, I mean, that's a franchise-changing quarterback. You they, hope. You would hope, but they said he's the best prospect since Luck. And Andrew Luck only had to retire because of health reasons. I mean, I know he never achieved what people thought he would, but three years ago, if I told you you could have a healthy Andrew Luck on your team, wouldn't you have taken him? Yeah. I'm just not sure what the pro- who the prospect is. I think the Jets are such a poorly ran organization. Well, and they, there's no, there's nothing there. I don't care. They're, they're not as bad as, I mean, when you look at recently as that we are, they were in two uh AFC championships game like 10 years ago. You're talking about 10 years ago. I'm talking about now. I'm but, talking, yeah, but you so if they're a terrible run organization then what are we for not being there? We're a terrible years? run organization. Okay, but if if he had the opportunity to go to the Cowboys, would he still go to the Cowboys? Yeah, but we have I think we have more to offer around him as That's far true. As we weapons. have a talent, yeah. They don't have talent. And they traded Jamal Adam. They I mean, yeah, they, they don't they have really talent. don't have much at all. You know, that's why. But they should have, well, but you got to start somewhere, man. That's what I would tell them. It's like, you're going to be our corner piece. We're going to, and in round two, we'll take an offensive lineman or we'll take a, we'll take a receiver. You know, your pick. Yeah, you got Denzel Mims out of Baylor. He's a rookie. You know, he's, he, he's shown flashes, um, but man, there's just not a whole lot there. I, I, I just, I like I it know. when a, when a quarterback gets taken early and then they pair him with like a receiver, like, you know, that they can grow with. Like, I think that's what they did with Burrow and who did they get? Was uh, it? T Higgins. T Higgins. Yeah. So I was like, you know, something like that. That's a, that's a good pairing. Like Dak with Lamb, not the same year, but young enough. So I think if they get Lawrence, they're gonna have to just completely just. They're gonna give him the keys to the franchise from day one. Like I that's just, how big of a pick he is. I just, if I'm Lawrence, I go back to school or I pull an Eli because I'm gonna know, go number man. one again. Uh, okay, you're gonna go back to school knowing the uncertainty of this year, sure. where you can get a guaranteed tens of millions of dollar contract. Sure. Yeah, cause I don't I, think you could turn that down because I can go back and the first day of spring practice I tear my Achilles or I I have a Dak injury in practice and now my yeah. prospects are gone. So I think it's all a bunch of talk. I think when people really come down to it, are you really willing to walk away from generational money just because? And it's, a, it's still New York. I mean, it's a you know everyone said that about Cleveland that they're a dumpster fire. Cleveland's now nine and three. They turned that franchise around. So I, I I agree with you that it's a terribly run organization, just like we are at times, but doesn't mean they have to always be a terribly run organization. This could be the the step they take to finally start to change that. True, but True. You know, it's going to start with them. They could draft him, and then they could completely just fuck I mean, up the rest of the draft, and then they're back where they were. With but that that's the argument, um, you know, with any of these rookie quarterbacks uh, going to go bringing it back around to Dak. You know, these rookie quarterbacks they could be Patrick Mahomes. Or they could be Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. 
you just never know. What I was thinking too, I just thought of like what if, and I doubt it would happen, but what if New York has the number one pick and they'll be like, we'll trade number one pick. And Dak. For Dak? Well, I was going to say, or for another young quarterback, they like like for Justin Herbert and a second round pick. That way y'all can, you get your, he gets to go to LA because he would, you know, he probably would love to go to LA. We'll take the kid that we're, we think is good and we'll get a little something back for it. So, you know, they could still have, they could use it as a trade bait. Like we're going to need something back, obviously, like, like if we could just trade, would you trade Dak straight up for the number one pick? Yeah. 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 I think I would too. Just for that rookie contract. Yeah, exactly. For the rookie contract and because Dak now has and a And I think ankle. we give Trevor Lawrence a better situation to thrive. Oh, yeah. He would be. I mean, he's got Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. He'd be the face of the league real quick. Or not the face because he's still got Mahomes. But he would be, he'd be on a fucking State Farm commercial within, you know, before rookie minicamp yeah. started if he came here. Because we have that pool, we have that show. And even, even though that's New York, he might still get it there because it's New York. But I would even trade the R let's say we're picking fourth fourth and a Dak for that number one Oof. I would maybe do a next year's number one I and try to pull that first I do agree I'd, with you that he's a generational talent and that's why I make that move because you're you're it's twofold you're getting the player and then you're getting the the, yeah, but the I'm cap gonna, freedom I'm not, but you don't give someone your best offer first you say I'll give you Dak well, sure. straight up yeah, They'll sure. go, no, no, no we no. need draft pick okay I'll give you next year's three no we need something higher okay next year's two or, you know, you don't go straight, I'll give you all this Well, first. no, 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 of course. I'm just but saying, you're that, saying that's as, push come to serve. That's this as, is where you That's would, as far as I That's where you would take it? Yeah. Yeah, um, I would try to push for, like, a next year's pick because it's so rare when – it should be so rare when your team gets a top five pick like that. Yeah. you got to hit a home run. See, and then let's segue into the, our next topic. <laughs> that bust of a pick, number four. No. From 2016. Calm down with the <laughs> ZK. I got the list. I'm not Did going go back into that again. list. I'm not Aaron going back Jones? into that list. You see that run Aaron Jones yes, had last I, night? Yes, he's I better did. than Zeke. Josh Jacobs, he's better. Let's just run this off, get it out of the way. Antonio Gibson, three touchdowns, he's better. Go ahead and get it out of the way. No, Come we're on. good. I just added like four more guys, though. <clears throat> um, uh, Lost your train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Where are we still talking Cowboys? We got, we got no, at no, least no. mentioned that terrible. We will. We will. Um... But going back to, to quarterbacks, it's just top five. It, it, they're just it's a crapshoot because look at Carson Wentz. What do you go? What do you go to? Wentz on the bench. That's where he went. I saw a meme that says uh, every NFC East team has has a backup playing a backup quarterback, and I had a picture of Colt McCoy, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, and <laughs> Carson Wentz. And this was a couple weeks ago before he got benched. It was so funny. Uh, but. You know, the, they paid that guy. He's making. I was going to say that the worst part is they. You paid feel him bad. Already. You feel bad about the Zeke contract. Yeah, try paying that twice as much as Zeke. Yeah, like and I heard some numbers like to get out of it, like he would eat up like sixty four million dollars in dead money. Yeah, they're they fucked. are fucked. They're fucked. You got to keep them. The, and you know, the consolation is you won the Super Bowl, but you know what? You didn't win it with him. No, you he got Nick it. Foles won. The, he he was playing great that year. I he I was MVP. King I, I was gonna say I couldn't tell you the stats, but I want to say he was like thirty five touchdowns, seven interceptions, probably close to four thousand yards because it was late in the year when he got hurt. So he really was. That was the turning point in his career. It's been downhill since. You know, he drove to the destination, but Nick Foles parallel parked it. You know, in the spot. So. And he backed um, up and reversed it. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, dude, that made me laugh really hard. Um, so yeah, so let's get into the Cowboys real quick because uh, you want to hear those Zeke stats? He no, I gotta carries, go pick up a kid. Ten carries for thirty-two yards, one reception for seven yards, and a fumble. I think he had one fantasy point. 
Antonio Gibson, glad you asked. 20 carries, 115 yards, three touchdowns, five catches for 21 yards. Peyton Barber, who? Peyton Barber, yeah, he's probably making minimum wage. 11 carries for 57 yards. He had one more carry and 25 more yards than the, you know, the Cowboys are sh- Cowboys are shit defense. <laughs> and our line is shit. That's true. We were hanging with them until that fake punt, though. I know we want to go over that because yeah. it really was like 20 to 16. You're at your own like 24. And our defense and was playing actually. Yeah, we were, we were playing well. We were playing well. That At that point, I was like, all right, this is a game. Maybe we'll see what happens. You're at your own 24 and you need 10 yards. What do you do? You do an end around. <laughs> With like a, a pass deep, option, a deep in yeah, ground. to where it ended up being like an eight yard loss, and it's like okay, so now they're clearly in the red zone, damn near to the goal line, and that was it. You know, Antonio Gibson just like scored the next play. I think it was next possession when we had the ball. It was like a, I think it was a sack, strip sack or something, where they ended up scoring off of that. Like the defense scored off of that. I don't remember the score. Before it you was... knew it, it was like thirty something to sixteen, and it was over. Yeah, it was that bad. was that was the turning point in the game. Was mm-hmm. that. And then, and there's no, I don't know how you can explain M- that. McCarthy justified it. He said, yeah. I'd, they saw something in the, yeah. Fuck that. That's just what, the, that's just. That's stupid. That's the fall, that's the, the, the answer you give when you don't have a good answer. I don't know if Jim Fossil, like, made that call and went over his head. No. Because no. I've heard he did that. I heard he did that in L.A., though, because McVeigh was like, you know, that's you don't do that shit. Like, yeah. he goes through yeah. me. So that's what I thought. Like, maybe he just saw, maybe he saw something. Because as a head coach, it's your job to realize, like, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Hold like, up. Best case scenario, we pick this up. All right, great. Now we're at the 35 and we're still going. Worst case scenario, we give them the ball back in their own red zone, and this is going to be a two-possession game like that. And worst case scenario happened. I mean, they snuffed that out immediately and ended up getting a loss. I, uh, and I text, you texted me before I could text you with just like all caps, like what the fuck was that? Yeah. I um, was texting you that as my as your message came in to me. I was listening to – I told you I listened to Pat McAfee, who's a former NFL punter, his podcast. Oh, and, I'm sure he tore him up, did he? Well, he, uh, he had the claim of the worst ever um, special teams play. They ran a play against the – uh, against the Patriots, where it was just – do you remember that play where it was just the center and oh. somebody receiving the ball and then all Everybody the other players – Yeah, and they snapped the ball and it was like a 15-yard loss. He's like, now I'm relieved that was, of that play. Oh, damn. Because, because that, of I the Cowboys. play was a diversion. Yeah, and he was saying he thought maybe somebody on their panel or like one of the producers like, well, do you think Fossil went over McCarthy's head? And he's like, never. He's like, especially a guy like McCarthy – he would never make that call without McCarthy okaying it. He's like, that is 110% on McCarthy. And then he's like, the fact that he went out and defended it is even more disgusting. And and, and we had another fourth down call when you talk about where it was fourth and one, right? You need one yard. What do you do? You run like a go route mm-hmm. to C.D. Lamb. It's mm-hmm. like, can we not put in Zeke Elliott to get one yard and let his fat ass fall forward? His little, you know, just push forward for one yard and – I don't know, and I heard Kavanaugh break this down, and you know, I want to give him credit. And he was like, "I don't have a problem with the play call, or I don't have a problem with the play. It's the play call." He's like, "At that point, why not run a slant to the outside because everyone's expecting that run?" So yeah. it was a creative call to go for the pass because everyone's going to settle on the run. But he's like, "You need to either." And they had a they had a single coverage, and I don't think there was a safety deep. So he was like, "Dalton should have recognized that," and he either runs a straight go route or he could have ran a slant in the middle of the field and just caught and ran it. You know, and it's like I agree. Like you, you can you can go for it. I like to go for it, but not in my own uh, own end of the field, and not a freaking end around. When to me, 10. to me, there's a, so to stupid. me there's a rule. Like especially if the game's tight, like you have that gray area between the forties. 
So, you know, anything, anything further, like on there, inside their 40, yeah, obviously you're going to kick a field goal or go for it, no brainer. But there's that area in the field in between the 40s where I, that's when you start to discuss fourth downs. Yeah. If you're in, if you're inside your own 40, no, you just, you don't do it. And especially when your defense was actually playing decent. Yeah. And when it's a close, and it's a close divisional game and it's on, Thanksgiving and the world's watching. So I'm sure Jerry was like, there's millions of people watching. We just look like fucking idiots running that play. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> in reviewing this, I like how the re- breakdown of this game is like 80% about this one play, but that really was the turning point because that's when the floodgates opened right after that. Yeah. And it was no longer a game. We never scored again. No. Uh-uh. They ended up putting up, well, they put up three more touchdowns. Yep. It was 41, 16. Yep. We didn't score again. That was it. That depleted us. Game over, um, man. So let's put that to bed. That turd of a game next um, week or tomorrow. Tomorrow, Lamar's uh, going to be back. So seven o'clock. We've got so the win. The Ravens. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson. Um, he's cleared to play. Off coming off the COVID list. Uh, I, my hope for this game is a loss. I hope Dez scores three touchdowns. He yeah. throws up the X three times. And I would uh, love to I, see a Dez touchdown. I have nothing but respect and love for Dez Bryant. Yeah, for I sure. follow him on Twitter. <clears throat> if you kind of knew, <laughs> if you know kind of his story and where he came from yeah, he had a hard life, dude. and his maturity level, uh, his first couple years in the league, and you see him now, he's just matured so much. I root for him not only as a player, but I root for him as a person. Yeah, um, He's got his priorities straight. He's got his life straight. He had some bad luck here. Uh, at the end of his career, and then you know, obviously went to the Saints towards Achilles on his first practice. I just I root for the guy, so I really hope he comes in and tears it up because he's it, now they they run a lot of two two tight end sets, but he if they're in three wide, he's in the three wide set a lot. So I hope he gets in. I hope he takes advantage of our weak ass corners and he just beats the shit out of him up could, and down I, the field. I hope it's like a back shoulder fade in the end zone, just like De- we saw typical for years. Des. Yeah, just like the same and play he just we saw man for years. Handles. Yeah, and he I, just high points it and goes and gets it. I, I, really, I would be so happy to see I, that. I, me too. I, I'm, I'm rooting for Des, not the Cowboys. I'm not yeah. rooting for the Ravens. I'm rooting for Des. I, 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 I love that. Des Bryant. Um, so you got a prediction, and then we'll, we'll get out of here? Um, I mean, we'll lose. We'll go down um, 31 to 10. Okay. We're gonna lose. I know that it's hard to pick a number. Um, sometimes we, you know, we put up points against Minnesota, but then we came back and didn't do shit against Washington. So I can't say we're gonna get more than two touchdowns. So I'm going 34-17. Okay, so Ravens. We don't cover the spread. I think the spread was like eight and a half. So yeah, we'll no. just say that we don't cover. Um, and then with that, let's get into what are we watching and what are we listening to. Uh, I already said I'm listening to that new. Um, American Scandal podcast covering Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, and that's and the it, name of it. So it would just be American Scandal. American and then they have Scandal. All these stories. They've got like, different seasons, yeah. like 20 seasons yeah. covering different topics. Like three or four American parts per topic. Covering American Scandals. Um, but it's, you know, it's a lot of stuff I've already heard because um, Netflix had a pretty good uh, movie about him. It was like a six-part little movie about uh, Kaczynski. And you know, I've listened to other podcasts covering him. Um and then I'm dog. I'm on the last season of oh Married at First Sight. How many seasons are there? Eleven. You're on the eleventh season. Yeah. This is why we haven't recorded in two weeks because man's been watching. <laughs> hey man, uh, dude, Sight. the finale's on tonight. Can we? Uh, what's your, what's tomorrow looking like for? No. Uh, 
Dish has them on demand, so I can just lay in oh, bed great. and watch them. So you can um, lay in bed and just eat bonbons. Yeah, I was gonna have to <laughs> like in a robe, <laughs> towel in my around my, <laughs> my hair up in a That's towel. Exactly how I pictured it, dude. It's just it's drama. Like I don't. I used to not be like this, but it's like if it's, it's other drama. drama. Yeah, it's drama, it. man. Yeah. And it's like uh, it's in New Orleans this season, and they've got this. Uh, They've got this, like, usually it's kind of beautiful people and, like, you know, like, normal people. But then they went with some quirky, like, a quirky couple, like. No, 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 no. Like, uh, mega hipster, weird. I don't want to say weird because that sounds bad. Just different. I mean, they're quirky. Quirky people. Like, one chick, she doesn't shave her armpits. She you just she graduated <laughs> med school, and this dude, he's like a musician and a writer and a this and a that and a barista, and he built his own tiny house, uh, cool. and he walks across the street to use the bathroom and to eat. I don't know. It's weird. And then the other four couples are, you know, kind of, they're, they're more... Um, I don't want to say normal, but they're more to what you'd Compared. expect. Expect on a reality <laughs> TV show. Yeah, but it's drama. I don't know, and I'll be caught up, and then I'll have to find a new obsession. Uh, but what about you? Uh, well, like I said, I watched. We got HBO Go or HBO Max or whatever this weekend. So I was looking, and they had a list of movies that are going to be gone soon. So I wanted to watch one of those, and what I picked was called American Animals. And it was really good. It was just like from a t- couple years ago. And it's a true story of these college kids in Kentucky that planned a heist to steal one of the rarest books of art from in the world that was located on their campus. Because the guy who wrote – the it's not a real book. It's a book of paintings. Imagine if Picasso just put all his collections in a bound book. So they're one-of-a-kind, priceless art, uh, art pictures, and they're all in a bound book. And it's on this campus. And – um, the one guy notices it and he gets his friend in. So he's going to the university of Kentucky and they basically get this team together and they start planning. Cause this, this takes place, I should say between 2003 and 2004. So it's a true story. And they're like 20 years old and this was their plan. They were going to, you know, rob this story or rob this book from the college. And it was, what was really cool about it was it was almost like a part documentary because while they were doing these scenes and I should have looked up the guy's name. One of the guys is from the American Horror Story. He's in all the seasons. He's like the blonde that looks like he's in his 20s. Um, anyways, sidetracked. Um, oh, yeah. So they're doing the interviews with the real people. So as the characters were like being portrayed on the screen, they would then cut to the to the real person in like, you know, as you would see in a documentary, like they're sitting down in front of something and they're telling their story. So they would be telling their story and then it would be getting acted out by the actor. So they had like this real... They had the real people that were involved in it and their families. And I don't want to give too much away, but, you know, it just follows them throughout the heist. And if or if they didn't get away with it, um, and then just the impact it had on the families and everybody. Um, It was really good. And if you had HBO Go or HBO Max, whatever it's called, uh, I would definitely check out American Animals or just watch a trailer if you don't believe me. And listening to, I just listened to a few episodes of Disgraceland a lot this week, which... I feel like I may have mentioned this already, but it's just this guy. He does his own research, and every episode is like a different category. So I listen to one um, like about Sid Vicious or Sam Cooke, and they do all the research, and it tells you like their dark side and what happened. Like I never knew Sam Cooke. I mean, I'm sure he was a – I knew he was like a huge ladies' man, but I didn't know he was like murdered in a hotel from basically like trying to like – I wouldn't say rape, but he definitely was like not letting her go, and she escaped – 
and she took all his stuff and he went to the front counter thinking that the lady was hiding in there and he busted down the door and the hotel clerk at 2.30 in the morning saw this drunk, deranged man attack her and she shot him in the heart and that's how he died. So it'll tell you all these stories like you didn't know and I mean they have Grateful Dead, the yeah, Beatles, you, Rolling you Stones. Mentioned the one, you mentioned it before and that's I listened to the one on the black metal, like that Swedish or yeah, Norwegian. Norwegian. That was insane. Yeah, dude. those guys are really about that. Like, yeah. they're they're about that life. Yeah. <laughs> that's I remember. And that's what I talked yeah, about. Yeah, but was, it just it tells you the dark side of yeah. like of Hollywood. So it's either it's almost always music. like move, move, movies or music. So it's entertainment, and you know, there's just like the shadiest stuff in the world goes on in L.A. Yeah. behind those doors. Oh yeah. So it just like peels back that curtain and it shows you like how these people, even though we hold them up as like idols and all that, like they're the most some of the most disgraceful they've done the most sure. disgraceful thing so that's what it talks about so if you're again really into like history so you know just any band you like i'm sure if it was like a band back in the day they had wild parties you know like the one of motley Crue's a two-parter that one's obviously fucking nuts because those guys yeah just, they were yeah insane. they just took it to another level you know like they they piggybacked off like the grant the the stuff that like the rolling stones did and they just took it up a level everyone wanted to one-up each other and that was like the golden age of rock stars, you know, not so much rock and roll in the but 80s, the st- but the, the status the of band, being a rocker, yeah. rock star. Yeah. So everyone was just like one up in each other. So it's just really cool stories that you, he, he, he tells you the stories of all these people. And it's obviously the, the dirt, you know, it's not the happy side of the story. It's the, the gritty, dirty side. So I just, I listen to probably like, cause on Saturday I listen to a lot of headphone uh, podcasts at work when I'm on the road and Saturday, there's no good sports radio. And um, so I listened to shit. I listened to like five episodes of that yesterday. So got me in the mood to talk about it because there's some really good episodes I could suggest. But yeah, that was it. Sweet. Um, all right. Well, before we get out of here, um, you know, here lately, I've been trying to leave everybody with some <clears throat> not so much words of wisdom, but maybe a positive message to end the week on or start the week on. But uh, with it being Christmas, um, you know, I just want to encourage everybody to to be kind to people you never know what people are going through you never know what you know what struggles people are dealing with or or what's going on in their life and maybe your kind word could be the one nice thing they hear that day uh i was at the gas station on saturday leaving to go to the football game and i'm pretty sure i got scammed but a guy came up to me and was like hey man i got my my sister and my niece in the car and trying to get a hotel room up here and uh you know it's 48 bucks and uh, anything will help and i think i had two dollars laying in my console and i gave him two dollars you didn't and, get scammed that hard then i thought you were gonna like uh, give him your hold on oh, okay. and then uh lauren he's like do you think you could give me some gas i was like yeah i'm gonna go in and uh i'll put gas on your pump and uh we we're walking in and lauren's like only put five dollars because i was gonna fill it up i was like he was driving like a like a little four cylinder car, so it, I'm sure it wouldn't have cost that much. But it was it's Christmas time, and I'm trying to you know be a better person and give, and I take the man at his word. And if I was in that situation, I would want that. And Lauren was like, "No, that guy uses that story all over town. Only put five bucks in." And I was like, "Really?" I'm like, "She's like, yeah, he hit, he's down at that Exxon and that Shell and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Damn it." But it's still not going to deter me. If somebody needs help and they ask me for a couple bucks and I have it, I'm going to give it to them. Um, but yeah, just try to be try to be kind to people. Share a kind word or or you know just be kind. It, it you know it's the season. It's Christmas time. Um, 
So yeah, just try to be kind this week and I hope everybody has a good week. We appreciate everybody listening and following and commenting and, and sharing with us. So uh, I think that I think that does it. Uh, but for Matt, I'm Andrew. We're out.